Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here at the Shane Oliver Experience, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land, the Turrbal and Yagara people. We pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Shane Oliver Experience. I've got with me Mike Mike and Evil Eddie. How are we? We are good. Very good. Thank you very much, Mr. Oliver. <laughs> I'm speaking for you, Mike. Sorry yeah, no, about that. You're all right. I'll just sit back here. Is this your first podcast that you've been on before? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. I don't know. I've been in this situation with the microphones. I'm just trying to work out where I was and what I was doing. <laughs> Pretty sure it was radio. Yeah, no, we've done a bit of radio, but no. This is my first podcast too, so you put yeah. my podcast cherry. Oh, you beat me Ooh. to it. Yeah, no, it's a bit, it's weird, isn't it? Like when you go from the whole radio aspect to the podcast where you've got like that t- sort of time constraint, like you've got you to make sure you get the words in in that short window of time before the songs or the ads come on or whatever, and then having to be able to just free flow or talk about whatever the fuck you want as a change up. Nice you know? and slow. Yeah. 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 I'm down take, with it. Take take your time. Like whatever you want to talk about. That's all we got time for at the moment. Right. So Evil Eddie, you play in Butterfingers. Sure do. You, you also used to play, I think Mike Mike was telling me you used to play in um Spitfire Liar as well. Is that right? Yeah, play guitar in Spitfire. Um, I had no idea because I used to go. I, I used to s- see them a fair bit before the show started dying down with Spitfire as well, um, and that might have been what twenty between uh, twenty fourteen maybe twenty fifteen around that time was was you, was that then when you were playing with them still? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not real good with dates, but I'm pretty sure that yeah, yeah. So I wasn't the first guitarist. I came in after Kuss left mm-hmm. and. Yeah, so I was there till the end. So if it was near the end, then mm-hmm. definitely me. <laughs> did you ever play at the Cable Ski Park? Yes, yeah? yes, yes. Okay, I did. so yeah, I did see. Yeah, I did see. I didn't even fucking know that you were the guitarist at that point then as well. I knew Toddy, the yeah. the drummer, and that was that was about it basically. Who I knew from the band. <coughs> um, that was that was more so when. I'd just go to the shows and hang out, catch up with friends and shit. Like, this was well before. You know, I was more so, actually, that was during the time I was taking more photos and stuff. Um, but, yeah, like, I had no idea that you played at Spitfire as well. So, my my first impression was that you were just mainly a hip-hop artist uh, and you were all about that. And it's not the second, it's not the first time that I've met another hip-hop artist who dabbles in other stuff as well, like other genres of music and stuff. Mm. Um, so is is that sort of a thing that happens, I would say it happens regularly, but was was hip-hop always your first choice of music that you started growing on to, uh, to no. play? No? No. Uh, like I was playing guitar when I was pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents, my dad particularly 
you know, pushed me to play. And, like, they were into blues and rock and stuff. So, like, that's what I grew up playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was, like, in my teens and looking to play in bands and stuff, most of the people who were actually able to play were older than me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were into punk. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when when Butterfingers first, like, the first formation of the of the four people... Um, we were a band called Cable, and we were a punk band, and mm-hmm. we just played like it was just straight up, like punk songs. Yeah, and then we broke up, and I started working on some new material. Um, I actually, a lot of it wasn't hip hop. It was it was weird. This is more like I don't know what you call it. Sort of like melancholy acoustic mm. rock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like we started playing shows. Um, you know, changing our name every couple of weeks because we couldn't decide. And <laughs> we end up um, doing some residencies at Rick's and we threw like a hip-hop track in like as one of our closing songs. And like, you know, that got a noticeably greater reaction than everything else that we'd been doing. So we just started writing more and more of that yep. until all the old stuff was gone. And then the lineup shuffling around end up being the same four people that used to be in Cable. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we went to record our first album, it was, like, half hip-hop. And then we're, like, we've got this whole back catalogue of songs that we never released from this other band. So, yeah. like, this blend them together. Yeah, because that was what I pick, picked up with listening to Butterfingers. Because, like, you have a, a full live band while you're playing and stuff as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Um, so, yeah, and so, obviously, most hip-hop artists or bands, um, well, not, even, not bands anyway, uh, most hip-hop artists will be usually a one or two two man uh front like there's that that's all it is if there's any sort of backing track that's what it is it's a backing track it's not a band yeah like i think like in the early days you know an mc would pretty much always work with the same producer or dj or whatever to make tracks but like you know as times progressed it seems like you know it it's kind of rare to find like a rapper that has the same producer across the whole album Mm -hmm. like a lot of rappers just have like different producers for every track so that's that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's makes you wonder how you can possibly create a cohesive product i mean if if the rapper themselves is like sort of semi-producing it in the way that like you know when he chooses the beats that he's working with they're all kind of fit into a you know, a similar vibe so that it's not a complete mishmash. Not that there's anything wrong with mishmash. My yeah. shit's mishmash. <laughs> and I write it all. I'm like... <laughs> That's... But that, it's always... It, it's always something that, you know, like uh, with with any band, there's usually something that sort of grabs your attention to them that pulls you in. Um, and... I, I guess for me, that's what it was, was uh, the first time I'd ever listened to Butterfingers. And it was, I think probably everyone says it, it would be Fig Jam. That's probably the most r- recognisable song that I remember hearing from you, like very early on. Yeah. And it just, uh, the, the intro and everything, it just didn't give me that vibe that I was about to listen to like hip hop it just it, it was very interesting to me because I'm like what how do I kind of describe that sound but there, there's still those elements in it but it was uh it, yeah I just like nitpicking almost for for me like when I'm <laughs> listening to it I'm like how is this this doesn't normally fucking work like how is this you <laughs> yeah. know, but it is working so well yeah. I don't know I always had like a few kind of 
philosophies in my head. Like, you know, I wanted it, like I love 90s hip hop and like the use of funk samples and stuff like that. Like when sampling got shut down, you know, just for legal reasons or whatever, I, I really feel like, you know, hip hop lost a lot of good vibe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, but like, so I was always trying to write stuff that gave me that same kind of a feeling. Um, but I also, you know, wanted to do it in a live band situation. And I also wanted to do it like in a way that didn't sound like rap rock. Because like I, I really was like, I just didn't want to get labeled. You know, the way like Limp Biscuit were received by the hip hop community, like is generally unfavorably, you know what I mean? Like, mm. cause they were like, oh, they're just jumping on the bandwagon, like trying to rap, white boys trying to rap or whatever. And like, yeah, I don't know. I just really didn't want to get lumped into that. So we sort of never pushed the heavier rock elements like into the hip hop tracks, even though we mm. have punk songs, distorted fast and whatever, but never really blended them together. And um, just to avoid, you know, getting lumped into that category, and, like, I think we just never really had a category for a long time. I mm. mean, maybe we still don't. But the new album is very much like a blend. Of everything. Yeah, sort of yeah. Thing. Like, there's a lot more distorted guitars, like, underneath the rapping and stuff, which is exactly what I was trying not to do. But it just feels so natural. <laughs> <laughs> because of what, like, what you used to All the influences, yeah, like, yeah. rather than trying to keep everything separated, you know, consciously, like, just go, fuck it. Like, no one even gives a fuck about hip-hop or, like, rap rock anymore. So, yeah. like, you know. I mean, they've both grown into their own. Well, I don't know about rap rock, but like trap and all that shit is like the vibe these days. No yeah. one cares too much about old school hip hop except for old school people. And like <laughs> hey, by fuck now, you, man. They're probably I'm not old school. I still love that <laughs> shit, man. You said early, just before that um, sampling or whatever um, isn't much of a thing. Like, what do you mean by that? Oh, so like you know, famously, a bunch of different rappers. In a in a short period, got sued when the laws came in about sound. Like you know, like Vanilla Ice. There's interviews with him if you check him out on the tube, uh, where he's like talking about the use of the David Bowie sample under like Ice Ice Baby, mm -hmm. and he's like, no, theirs goes like ding 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 ding, and ours goes ding 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 ding. Or something like he just like it's one note different. It's uh, not the same. It's not the same. But like you know, yeah. obviously, he lost that case, and you know, mm -hmm. and then since then, you know, it's just too expensive. Like if you're going to release a commercial record, you can't have samples on it unless you're going to pay for them. Right, because the samples would be from other artists that or their music basically that you're sampling from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like you know, and I don't see anything wrong with the person who wrote the music getting paid. Yeah, of course. So, like, you know, I'm not against that, but, like, there's so much that I loved about 90s hip-hop because of the sampling element. Mm -hmm. that's just not possible because, like, most of the artists at the time when they were coming up, they didn't have money to pay for samples. No, fuck no. And, like, no. so that legacy can't really continue unless you're like already mega, you know, if you've got yeah. heaps of cash. If you've got that, if you've already got your foot in the door sort of thing, you can afford to fuck around and do that sort of stuff. But then if you're just starting out, you're very limited in terms of like the sort of beats that you can come up with because if you put them out on a platform of any sort and it's remotely similar to yeah, well somebody big, then they hear it, you know. It's getting ridiculous now. Um, there was that Robin Thicke, like... Uh, lawsuit like with the track that Pharrell wrote 
Oh, uh, the the what's the, it called? The real shit. Like everyone, <laughs> yeah, the real shit one um, that everyone loved. <laughs> Is it the happy one or whatever? No, 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 no. Pharrell didn't shit. sing it. He just wrote it or oh. co-wrote it or whatever. I know. Oh, I know the beat. It's like I know you want it or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that. F- oh, so they got man. sued by Marvin Gaye and like, or the Marvin Gaye family. Yeah, okay. And because it was too similar to a Marvin Gaye track, but like, you know, notationally they're different. Like they're different, but it's mm. the same vibe. Right. Yeah. So when you can get sued on a vibe and it's not even the same music, yeah. like it's just going to a point where it's like. What you can't do anything these days. Like that's why you see like Beyonce tracks with like a hundred writers on them because they're just like covering every bass. So like, oh, this sounds a little bit like that. Let's pay them a royalty, pay them a royalty, pay them a royalty, and then it's like, I've always wondered about that too. When you see those bigger artists and they have like at least a dozen like contributors to the one song or the album. And I'm like, so yeah, that's who not a hundred dudes in the studio yeah. going, nah, yeah, nah. So I'm don't like, do that. Did, 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 did Beyonce <laughs> actually this. fucking write this song, or did the fucking twelve people that are r- attached to this write that song? Like, well, you know, Trent Reznor's got it. Makes you think. Mm. <laughs> doesn't make me think. <laughs> um, yeah, Trent Reznor's got a writing credit on. Um, Gonna take my horse to the old town, old town road. What really? Billy Ray, what from Nine Inch Nails? I went from Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's like there's a sample in there that like the song that they sampled like had like a sample from Hurt, like a drum, like yeah, it took okay. the drum beat from Hurt, and someone sampled that, and then Old Town Road sampled that song that had the drum beat in it, and like the the writing like Grapevine just continues back. So no one actually wrote that drum beat. They're just using somebody else's drum beat, basically. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, I don't even. Well, know, that's like that's the thing. I don't even know. The, I don't think it's the beat. Like mm. I don't even. I, it's a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. No, I'm I, just I don't know the actual sample yeah. well enough to like, and I don't know the song well enough to tell you. But I know that like through writing a track that someone else sampled or covered or mm. whatever which then got sampled by someone else, Trent Reznor has royalties from that track. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Because like, to me, that just sounds like that artist who is the one singing it at the end and playing it or whatever almost has like fucking zero to do with the actual songwriting or anything about that. So they'll sing it. They'll get the mad props and the, and the big fame and all that shit. The cool hat. But but did they actually write that song? That you know, like when I see that, I'm like, they, they fucking. Like, that's my thought. Like they didn't fucking write it. What did they contribute to this song? They're just like, the face, you like know, the yeah. image of it. Yeah, you know? yeah, essentially. That's and it. you've got so many people trying to come up and do their thing, and they're playing the fucking instruments, and they're getting nowhere, and they're writing it all. You know, this to me, that's what it's all about is getting all everyone together and actually writing the song and like you can sample or, or mix stuff together and whatnot i don't see anything wrong with that but when you need fucking 20 old writers to do that mm. you know I, I don't i get it when they're kind of checking to make sure that they're you know covering their bases but also like 
don't know, maybe come up with something original. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bit of a shot. But Get the you know, banjo out. And just, yeah, like, just, just play the instrument yourself, for fuck's sake. You know, write it yourself. Like, uh, But I guess if you have that much money, like, you can do whatever well, you want. Well, yeah, yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of money arguing against that. Yeah, it? yeah. So, Mike, Mike, yep. you've... You started East Coast Alien, or that is it correct. East Coast Aliens? East Coast Alien, ECA, yeah, yeah, just me by my lonesome, yeah, the alien. But now I've had Eddie here, man, helping making beats and guiding me along the way into yeah. the hip hop world, which has been pretty rad. Because hip hop's not been your main thing that most people would know you for, is it? No. It's, it's, it's more so the punk aesthetic, like yeah, the bands and whatnot. Yeah, playing in punk scene now for I don't know, like five years, sort of thing. But mm-hmm. growing up in Logan sort of thing, always had that hip hop vibe, you know, sort of the outcast down there with um the whole punk thing. The only kid with like the mohawk and suspenders and everyone else was like <laughs> yeah, doing old, the old lad thing, you know. Good old Southside, man. So yeah, but no, yeah, no, this is like a new sort of venture. But in saying that too, you know, like I'm a little bit twisted in the head, so everything that I write rhymes. So, you know, it's sort of like fitting, you know. Um, I, yeah. al- I always have a soft spot for the rhyming aspect of, of of hip-hop and rap and all that sort of thing, just because, especially the ones that can freestyle it and that they can just Off come up with the rhyme. Yeah, That's yeah, it. that just blows my fucking mind away. Like, you know, <laughs> it takes me long enough to think about of a rhyme in my head. You know, and then they can just go, oh, think about it for a few seconds, pondering, and then fucking bam, they can throw out three verses and a chorus or whatever the fuck it is. That's it, yeah. And you're just looking there going, yeah did you do that like i'm struggling to remember the basic shit in life (laughs) and you can just throw that out and just carry on with your day yeah so it you've had the experience of writing uh punk songs and so moving over to the hip-hop aspect of stuff uh how's that been for you bit of a transition really (laughs) like writing punk songs i don't know it's like you know you could fit a whole punk song within 16 bars, you know, of, of a, what's a rap song, you know, only one verse, you can fit a whole song worth of punk, you know, and that's like three verses chorus, you know, so it's yeah, like yeah. the writing is so much more and it's awesome, you know, you get to expand and, you know, experiment a bit more. So that's really good, I reckon. So you've been pretty hands-on with making beats yourself and... Uh, oh, hell no, I've got man. Eddie. I've got this He's legend making beats, man. If you get that opportunity, you jump on that. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you, so how, how did you guys meet anyway? Uh, to get a uh, to get together and do this, um, uh, I think it was uh, well, we my one of my bands, Slodge, we played with Butterfingers a couple of years ago now, sort of thing. Um, Brad, oh, who was I who remember plays, that, yeah, yeah, he put in a good name for a word in for us, and then um, we ended up playing Brightside, I think, yeah. and then um, Eddie asked us back again for a Brunswick Head show, and then after that. Yeah, I love, I love Brunswick. My mum's got a crush on him. She came to the Brunswick Head yeah. Show. Yeah. Like, he had no shirt on. Shit. Really? Busting abs for Eddie's mom. Yeah. I love Brunswick Heads too. I I go there whenever I get a chance to. Like, that's a hotel right yeah, on the yeah. beach there near the bridge and shit. Yeah. yeah. So nice. Eh? I love that spot. I go there all the time, eh? Like, yeah. When we he, play there regularly as well and, like, yeah? got on really well with the people who run it, but. I think they've got some noise restriction problems and they don't really have full bands anymore. No, they, they got that. There's like a little, like, what's that nearly called it? A trailer park. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's like one of those little holiday homes, just like 
10, 20 metres down the road. So if anything, it's probably them mm. that would have bitched about it. It's just, just my guess. And then, like, there are there are a fair few houses and what. It's all pretty close. It's like one of those kind of towns that's yeah, everything. like, when they had stuff there, I mean, I don't even really been there when I was playing, but, like, it was a lot of people. Yeah. It was yeah. like, this is, you know, I feel like the whole town is here. Like, who's complaining? That's so true. It's it's one of those kind of towns too that say if you put it on a show there and it's a decent enough name at, at you know Brunswick or you know down in Byron or whatever, people come from all around those northern northern rivers areas to I, come to those shows. I actually feel like Brunswick Heads is like a better turnout mm. than Byron. I think a mm. lot of people who live around there are just they just try to avoid Byron as much as they can now. Yeah, it's I've I was kind of the same too. I I not so much tried avoiding Byron per se. I do like to go down there still, but not as much as I used to mm. because it's just getting more and more filled with backpackers and 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 the old tourist scene, and they're just fucking crazy. Like yeah. you know that that's basically it. Like it's not as peaceful as it used to it's be. It's not peaceful at all. You know, like <laughs> in I my opinion, I'm like uh, my cousin has been wanting to go there for years and he lives in Melbourne. Mm. And like a couple of years ago he came up and he finally was like, I'm going to Byron Bay. Yeah. And like I went down there and I hadn't actually hung out there besides the gigs that I'd played, you know, mm. for ages. And I was like, man, it sucks. <laughs> Rather go <laughs> You missed him it, bro. You should have come 10 years ago when you were talking about it. You missed the wave. Yeah. Like uh, I, I real, I've got a soft spot for Mullum. But mm, recently, it's like becoming a bit shit, my soft spot for it, because they've been in the news for all like the anti-5G and oh, right, all yeah. of that stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, that's right. The whole town's full of hippies. Kooky. You know? yeah, you yeah. Know? And, but the, the actual town itself, I fucking love. It's mm. just like that little tiny shanty country town and it only takes a 15 minute drive down to the beach. You yeah. know, and and it's you, you're surrounded by by shrub. I love that. You know, so I would go there all the time. But yeah. now, now recently, I don't know if I want to go back down there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back to Brunswick for sure. That place I love. Mm. And if I can get a chance to see a gig there, if they ever do again, you know, absolutely. Oh, excuse me. I sorry. actually wonder what's what Byron is like with COVID and everything, like if it's quietened down and well, or just everyone from Sydney's kind of like piled in. I don't, to get I, out of this. I don't know, to be honest, I was actually going to ask um, both you guys as well, like how, how the whole COVID schedule has been in terms of getting shows together. Cause I'm pretty sure you'll, the, the tour that you you've got coming up as well. Also plug for Butterfingers tour, East coast aliens in March. Um, was that originally going to be in uh, in March this year, or was that one that was meant to be like March it's last year? It's a year, year behind it? schedule. Yeah. yeah, the album came out like April last year, and mm. we were meant to hit the road pretty much straight away. And mm -hmm. then it got postponed till like the end of the year, and then it got postponed again. Mm. And now it's meant to be happening in March. And as far as I can, well, everything says we're going. But then this recent wave here in Queensland where everyone's, you know, we had the three-day lockdown and everyone's in masks again. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, We're going. We're still going. <laughs> Either way. Yeah. Man, so it's, it, it sucks. But, like, at the same time, I, when we were meant to go on the tour the first time, you know, because I'd made the record and stuff, like, recorded it, mixed it, you know, I just, I was just burnt out. Mm. So I was like... When I found out that we weren't going, I was like, 
Like it's a lot of lost money and shit, but like I was like, you're thank s- fuck, I, yeah, <laughs> I need to lie like, down. You, you, this whole time you've got the whole like f- uh, face on of like, yeah, fucking keen to go. I can't wait for this tour, <laughs> and then you get the news that it's not going ahead, and you're just like, <gasps> <laughs> thank fuck for that. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. like what, how long? Two month, two and a half months on the road, like, yeah. and you know, with a family shit, you got to switch your your sleep cycles, and like I just was like. I was honestly like, I don't know, I've got to do it. I can't just cancel because I don't feel like going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Maybe next time I'll do it. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it was kind of a blessing in disguise. But, like, I'm pretty keen to go now. Yeah. Yeah, you've had that recharge and you're ready to get back on the stage sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, you know, had time to think about the show and stuff and, you know, how we can make it better. I mean, obviously, we've got a whole bunch of new songs, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, just want to fucking go out and hopefully have stepped up a level since the last time we were out there. Yeah, yeah, fucking a. It was. Were you going to be on the tour at the start of last year? Nah, or see, no? this is like a, be- a blessing in disguise for me. Eh? Like, so I was sort of like I've been working with Eddie now. What doing? Like, I filmed the last two Butterfingers clips, so I've been working with Eddie now, doing a bit of you know, bit of that work, and so. Um. Yeah, no, I was only meant to be, like, filming for him, maybe, and, like, going over doing, you know, merch or something like that. I was just trying to tag along, do whatever, you mm-hmm. know, be the roadie and stuff. And then so, you know, with the time off with COVID and stuff like that, me and Eddie have still been working, you know, in his in his studio downstairs. And so mm-hmm. it's worked out, and, you know, so it's given us a bit of time to, to get some of this hip-hop going, and it all worked out really well for me. So now we're going to test it out. So, yeah, this will be the first time, you know. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have the tunes before. So yeah. <clears throat> now, like... I mean, I was mixing today. The la- I was working on the last song that needs to be mixed, and for the EP that um, Mike's putting out, mm-hmm. um, and it's just timed really well because, like, you know, if we get it out, you know, in the next few weeks, first clip, and then another one before the tour, like, that's a perfect like launch pad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, timing wise, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like everyone's about to go, uh, everyone's seen the name, like the artist supporting and whatnot. There's not too much to actually already see or listen to already. So mm. leading up to it, dropping shit, people yeah. get people enticed by it. Yeah, absolutely. And for him, like, for, like man, this is, this is like a dream, dude. You know what I mean? Like you go, you, you know, I've been playing like in punk bands and that, and I've only gone to like Melbourne and shit, you know, done little bits and that. And then this first tour and like what hip hop artists first would, gig first 20 gig, shows that's it and like who would want to be country. doing that with Butterfingers and Scrub and Bluntfield like man come on this is like a dream so I'm like <laughs> I'm just sitting here all like giddy and shit get the cheat codes or some shit yeah that's it eh just yeah. you, when you get those opportunities eh especially in 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 the music scene you fucking jump on you it gots mate to, you gots to you know any, any opportunity to get your name out there early on not even that just Get to fucking go chill with some legends, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, get some experience up. Just go fucking see Australia a bit with some mad musos. Why not? Yeah, Perth is fun to get to, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really love the West Coast. Like, I, I always have a good time. I, yeah, but I love yeah, it too, yeah, by the time you arrive, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm all out of whack. But, you know, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, my, my thing is just that it's. 
it's you're in the same fucking country, right? <laughs> but yet you have to fork out an arm and a leg to go over there and fly. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the crazy part. Like, it, well, it's it, pretty far. It's for away. the seclusion, mate. Because when you get there, you're like, "Fuck, this is secluded. There's nowhere to go, man." Like, I'm from Perth, man. Hey, I was born there. I'm like, no, I'm not going back there. Like, it's good for holiday, not good to live. I don't reckon it's too secluded, man. Like, yeah. Okay. okay. One but, time we came back from tour over there, and like we had a red eye flight, so we boarded at like eleven o'clock, and we were meant to land at like six o'clock in the morning or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, the fucking time difference. Yeah, the time shit. difference. It's only two hours, but it still fucking throws you out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Eh? So anyway, yeah, we we arrived back. To the to the east coast, the sun's coming up and shit. We're like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and then um, there was that. That's right, a big storm at uh, in Brisbane, and like they wouldn't. Was that the hail? We one couldn't or land. Yeah, right. This was like this would have been probably eight years ago or ten years ago. I don't know. It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But like we had to we had to circle with for like three hours waiting for them to open the airport, and they're like, not nah, still not. Nah. And they're like, well, we're going to run out of fuel. <laughs> so we did a, an emergency landing at the Gold Coast. Whoa. And then, like, you know, there was no one there to unload the luggage because <laughs> the Gold Coast airport was shut. We just landed there in the dark. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, an hour later, like, some people show up to help take the luggage and shit off. And then um, they put everything on the belts and the be- the luggage starts coming out, but they forgot to open the the little trap door on the other end of the belt. So like all this shit comes, you know, around on the belt. And then when it gets to go back inside, if it hasn't been picked up, all this luggage just starts piling up and now guitars are all like (laughs) just in a heap, like with all this other stuff. Oh no. And then when finally everyone gets their shit, you know, there's there's like hundreds of people trying to get to Brisbane and Mm. they're all just lining up for cabs. Yeah. Like we had to like, Beat off an old man. <laughs> you beat off an old man? I beat off an old man. <laughs> That's insane though. Like and he, he was the cab driver. <laughs> You've Gotta get home still somehow. cost me 300 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane though. Like you've you've had to fork out your own money because of an emergency landing and like nothing none of that like compensation. No, like, we none? like we try to we you know we showed him our receipts. They're like, Virgin, hey, check this. Yeah. $300 cab fare to get back to where you said you were taking us. They wouldn't reimburse. That's bullshit. Yeah. yeah that's bullshit. Take up what they get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I said virgin in the story. I think it was actually Qantas. <gasps> oh. Never flown them since. <gasps> Fucking Qantas. Yes. You'd expect the bigger brands to actually be able to do any of that shit, but no. no. You'd expect the little guys to actually kind of like put up a fight about that sort of stuff, you know? Because like, aren't most of them now because of like COVID, like, dead <laughs> tiger tiger went under i only yeah. know that from batuta advocate yeah <laughs> <laughs> i remember i've flown tiger a few times and holy shit yeah fuck they're they've always been a time <laughs> a time indeed mm. oh it's just it's like it's like one of those like demountables basically it's a demountable <laughs> plane <laughs> that's all you're given like snap it, on wings yeah, yeah you're just like basic budget seats that you're in and it's like if you want to get to melbourne as cheap as possible you're going in this thing you know yeah. if you don't want to pay more than a hundred bucks you're get gonna in the get shoe a, box you're gonna get in the tiger mm-hmm. <laughs> man i flew air um air lao once <clears throat> which is like the lao national airline and like oh yeah yeah like the tin on the outside of the of the body of the plane was like flapping in the breeze and the um 
the lights that go over the head, you know, where all the air conditioning shit is. Yeah. Like, they were just flicking on and off and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. when we landed, like, everybody clapped because it was just like, <laughs> we couldn't believe that we didn't die. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a bit concerning, though, mm. that you're on a plane and you're actually surprised that you landed. <laughs> yeah, man. It was pretty, like, you know, we, my, me and my partner looked at each other a couple of times and we're like... Love you, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, really love you. I, yeah, In case I, everything goes to shit, love you. I was I was flying out from Melbourne to Perth and as we were leaving, the storm was just rolling in. Like, I just happened to board it and was taking off as it rolled over. So there wasn't any sort of, oh, no, no, we've got to keep you grounded. Like, they were like, no, nah, fuck it. We're going now so we can just miss it. Ended up just catching it as we, as we were taking off sort of thing and it's just pissing down and like the lightning's already cracking around and we're going up and then all of a sudden you just hear this big crash of lightning and then the plane drops like for a split <laughs> second and you just, oh, what the fuck? Like you just, your whole body, you know, you ever done like bungee jumping or anything like that or anything like where... Skydiving, yeah. Or, or skydiving, it's that sudden sort of drop you get and you're just like, oh, I didn't expect that. Or even going down like those steep hills when you're driving and you get that sudden <gasps> in your in your gut or your chest or whatever, same mm. thing. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, I'm 20,000 feet in the air, not fucking <laughs> dr- going down a hill. This could be really bad, you know? Yeah. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying, that, that feeling. And it was only <clears throat> just very briefly, but cleared it, blue skies afterwards, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, let's not do that again. Now, just make sure if you ever book in a flight, make sure it's a fucking sunny day. <laughs> I don't want to risk that shit. <laughs> so, when when you started doing, when did you get the idea of starting to do uh, East Coast Alien? Because like, um, you obviously met up with uh, Evil Eddie at one point, but was this before or after you got the idea to to start it? Well, after the couple shows, I was just sort of chilling out with um with a few of the band members from Sludge and I was just like, man, I really want to try and get some work, you know, with Eddie somehow, you know what I mean? He's got bewildered beats and that running. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just I think I just messaged you one day, hey, and I was just like, hey, you ever thought about signing, you know, like band bewildered beats? Uh, like, you know, because he's only got independent bands, you know, his, all his bands on bewildered beats, you know? Yeah. So I was like, and he's like, oh, couldn't really work anything out with the band, but it's like, oh, well, you got any lyrics or anything, you know, maybe we could meet up. So I just mm-hmm. drove out to his house one day and like, I, yeah, a few weeks before I was just sitting there just scribbling some shit down and mm-hmm. yeah, I thought, oh, fuck, got to make this work. <laughs> <laughs> so but, yeah. But you still put yourself out there, obviously. Yeah, well, like, that's what you wanted to do. That's it, man. Like, you know, like obviously, you know, I've been in a bad state for a few years, you know, so it's like I had to look for something positive, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, fuck it, got nothing else to lose, so... Yeah, why not? Just go for it. It all ended up working out for the best, anyway. So, and the the biggest tour that you had ever done was down to Melbourne, Sydney, that sort of thing. Yeah, like it? um, with Sludge, and we we did uh, Never Mind the Warp tour, which was pretty good. There was like thirty one bands playing down there, all just the punk scene. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, no, nothing too much. It was always just around Brizzy, you know. It was pretty yeah. hard too, you know, with um Sludge and that because Johnny and you know Paulie were in Flange Panties and that, so you know they're like non-stop you know so just working around that sort of stuff so yeah yeah um but yeah no yeah so well that's that's another thing as well is that the the punk scene in brisbane just seems so intertwined with a lot of other bands you know like if there's 
it let me rephrase that it's hard to find uh, a band these days in the punk scene that doesn't play for another band already yeah no it, it is oh you know because like the the punk scene is really tight-knit in that mm. sense you know like you know if you just haven't been hitting a piss or whatever at one of the boys house they whip out a guitar then you know everyone sort of you know has a sing-along or a jam out you know and then mm-hmm. you know everyone's oh that sounds sick why not just start jamming, you know? So that's how it all sort of works out, you know? Like, that's how I started with Sludge, you know? Like, Paulie, mm-hmm. I was, just went to Paulie, and I was like, i got some lyrics, can you, like, you know, teach me how to do some shit? He just come up with some guitar riffs, and then boom, you know? As easy as that, Keep eh? going, sort of, like, yeah. you know? And that's what it is, you know? Like, Slurpee Jerks are playing Slurpee Jerks too, and, you know, we've got, like, Easy Steve Reed, he plays, like, in every band, like, 50, you know, he's in 50 bags, he <laughs> plays in Wheat Paste, he does, you know, heaps of shit. And then we've got Nell, who plays drums for Freak Show Nightmare, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. It's bound to happen. Every yeah, everybody plays with a band or has yeah. played with a band. At but you know some that point, that can also know? work out well too. You know, if you've got like you know all these bands that are playing, you know, all these members in different bands. You know, when you go on tour, then you know there's a you know there's a potentially like four bands. You know that yeah, you yeah. only need a couple extra members, and then we can go on tour. You know, like it's, it's, <laughs> it could work out well sometimes. But yeah, it is pretty hard. You know, when one band's on a next level, sort of. You know, like Flange. Mm-hmm fucking awesome you know and you know they've they've been around for a long time long time you know and so like yeah so it's like yeah it's hard sort of weighing that up but well they're all the bands like that in particular too are always going to have a big standing too you know like the in the local scene in particular like if it can there'd be some in sydney there'd be some in melbourne there'd be adelaide like every state is probably the same you know so for brisbane in like the local punk scene flange has been there for God knows how long now. Oh man, and they've done know, so they much for the punk scene too. You know, they're fucking legends, man. I saw a post so. just yesterday or the day before of them uh, doing the film clip for my periods late, and they said ten years ago, blah blah blah. Yeah, and I, was I like, saw that too. Yeah, hell, man, they've been killing years. it for fucking ever. So yeah. good to see. Yeah, yeah it, it's and that's that's what that's what I really took a liking to as well about the scene in particular for the punks is that it's very tight knit you know yep. and you know and especially like with flange mm-hmm. and stuff they they do a lot of stuff with four triple z as well definitely you know so it, it that's when when you stay that close to the community in that way as well like you're all you're still you're going to be well known you're going to be able to play shows you're going to be able to do that sort of thing yep. right you know that's it. and 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 to get those those uh, slots for openers or, or whatever, like you're reliable, yeah. you know. You, you play a good show, and you're not an asshole, you know. That's a I, I feel like that should be more of a thing. Like we should it, never it, be an asshole, that's for sure. Yeah, you know? yeah, but uh, but also like just the bands in general too. Yeah. Like you know, sometimes the, the, there's ego everywhere you go. Yeah, like, definitely, you know, man, definitely. Um, like I, I believe I actually just met this. Um, uh, have you heard of Dark Cell? Dark Cell, no. Yeah, no, right. Um, so they've been around for a while as well, and I actually just met Jesse, the vocalist, the other day. And turns out he he actually works at Lumberpunks at West End. Yeah, right. And it, we got onto chatting and stuff as well. And he'd heard the podcast. I'm like, fucking a. But I didn't actually recognize him without the face paint until yep. like he followed me on on facebook or whatever and then i uh, got checked it out and what i'm like oh okay yeah this is the guy from from the other night and yeah it turns out it's fucking him from dark so i bumped when saw him today as well and i'm like bro since fucking when did you play in Dark Cell? You know, and he was just oh, oh man, no face, and you know, no face paint and shit. It's a bit hard to tell, isn't it? You know, yeah. And you know, they're they're a fairly decent sized band too, and he's toured all over the world and played um, with all sorts of bands. Like he knows the guys from Machine Head, um, yeah. like. 
just heaps and heaps of people that he knows. Um, and he says the same thing too. You know, like it doesn't matter how big or how small you are. There's always somebody with a chip on their shoulder yeah. that either hasn't had their, their heads checked yet or, you know, there's too many yes people around them and they uh, just haven't had that chance to uh, get the awakening, <laughs> you know? Like, and it's not been, it's not been like saying that, you know, every artist has got that chip on their shoulder. I think it's kind of healthy to have that because it makes you want to be better. But it's when you start belittling others around you and treating them like they're less than you. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the problem for me. I I don't really understand it when it when I, when it happens on a local level. Mm. Um, but I can easily see how it would happen like if you're, you know, like a massive star mm. and you have an entourage and shit. Like if you're just surrounded by people who like, Blonde like you said, yes men or whatever, mm. people who work for you and, you know, want to keep you happy. Mm. Like, yeah, I think it would be really actually quite hard to like maintain a, a sane level of like objectability when it comes to like what's right and wrong. Yeah. I, I just, I, I just, yeah. Well, your headspace would be just, it, it, your mindset would just, it, it, it'll change. Like the, the way you think and the way that you ask things as well because you get so used to just, oh, yeah. Give me that. Like, yeah, yeah. And it just works out and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then when someone says, oh, it's not greatest and like what how dare you <laughs> fuck you like you know it's they've heard people say it's so good for so long and then when someone finally criticizes them about it you know even if it's actually genuine criticism to help they'll be like fuck you yeah it's good you know what actually i'm i i forgot that i was reading this book at the moment but it's called um how the mighty fall mm-hmm. and it's it's more of a business book but mm-hmm. it's talking about great companies like massive companies that have like you know, fucked up and just like been absolutely at the top of their game for like 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason didn't, they just fucked up and, you know, got bought out by someone else or whatever. Yeah, and went yeah. basically from, you know, millions of dollars to zero. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy who's documenting it says it's like a five-step process. And it's it's pretty much always the same. Sometimes you keep, can skip a couple of steps or whatever, but... Generally, it's the same steps and in the same order. But the first step is always, um, uh, I can't remember what he called it, something about hubris. It's basically when you're, when you think that you can't do any wrong and everyone Mm. around you is like, yeah, do that or whatever, you know, like, and you don't have any, like, feeling for, you know, like basically a lot of them like you know the world's changing all the time but they think that they're better than they they know better than the market or the world right yeah yeah like oh i know what's happening right now i'll be fine so like i mean this is not one of the examples from the book like kodak or whatever like when digital photography came in Mm -hmm. they were like fuck that like film is where it's at film is where it's always going to be at and then um yeah they fucking (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Where, Kodak. Kodak. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and I saw for the first time the other day, like um, <clears throat> Stewie put a, a story thing on. He went and bought himself uh, one of those disposable cameras or whatever. And it's like the you know the the yellow black yeah the old phone. Kodak yeah, twisty. Yeah, I saw yeah. that on Instagram. Yeah. I was I, like, yeah, the cardboard box ones. Yeah, yeah. it was like one of the, yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to take them on tour all the time and take photos of crowds and that. I totally forgot that they were still around. You know, I didn't like, know they were. Yeah. Where do you get them developed? 
fuck, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking maybe Big W. Like, you Ooh, know how they, they have still like do that those, shit? they have, um, yeah, they got that, like, you can go in and print your own photos out yeah, and shit. Yeah, right. So that's probably, that's the only place still? I can go to some uni yeah. or something no. where like the old school I, photographers or something take it to uni and be like, <laughs> yeah, can you develop this for me? Because I, I went into Big Dub like last week. I had a gift voucher from Christmas or some shit that I needed to use. And yeah, like I was going through and yeah, they still got that, the, the digital uh, printout shit that you can do yourself. I'm like, fuck, okay. That's cool. wild, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of like old school film. Like I love that, yeah, and especially same, like the black and white look. I I, I love that aesthetic. The like vintage always, look. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always been a huge thing for me because I remember I took a couple of photos of you back in the day as well. That was oh, at the, why, thank you. Yeah, that was at the ski park. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah. Uh, the black and white ones. Yeah. I, I got them. Yeah, I use them as my profile picture. That was yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, those <laughs> are the ones again. that I. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Those, <laughs> are, those, those are the ones that I took back in the day when I was actually doing the photo stuff and. Yeah, I, I I love that shit. Uh, it was still on a digital camera. I'm <laughs> sorry, but you know, uh, <laughs> look at you talking up all this. Oh, I love the old school shit. Here's my digital camera. <laughs> Fuck, sell out. <laughs> but you know, I, it just it. Fuck it. It makes it really easy. And then I just, I, I don't like to do too much editing. So like, I just change the filter on it. Like, and it's like just the the standard black and white thing that you can go <laughs> and that's it like i leave it i leave it like that you know yeah. um but i also have uh i've just got to get film for it though i actually just got my hands on like one of those old school canon uh film uh cameras or whatever it is yeah, like right. not not those like throwaway ones but it's like the eosd some shit i don't know um but i've, I've it's one that actually needs film for it so i'm going to tee that up and see how it goes as well because i love that sort of stuff yeah, i want to get and that was the thing for me this year is that i want to get back into doing more stuff that i enjoy and photography was one of them as well because yeah, like after, after after last year and just having pretty much everything get thrown out at the window you know because fucking no one knew how to deal with covid none of us knew how to deal with covid at the time basically and you've had to be locked down and people's minds i don't know about you but i've noticed over the last year people's mindsets and the way that they interact with people is different um better or worse you think i think worse honestly yeah, right. yeah I, I think a lot a lot more people now are a little more kind of shorter in, in terms not not physically um <laughs> that'd be fucking weird right <laughs> how did everyone one of the side effects of covid man <laughs> shrinkage but but like uh more so their temperament it was just it, it was a little less um patient in like i've just noticed that uh, people seem to be a little more testy when you when you talk to them about stuff like a little more defensive about things and it's not not like a huge thing but just like even when you're having like regular conversations and you can kind of like feel that vibe that it's almost going south mm. um i do know what you're saying yeah, yeah i felt that the other week yeah but, <laughs> what the but fuck? i'm out yeah but yeah. but more regularly yeah you know not not a, every now and then out of the blue like oh i don't really like how this is going um but it a bit more so nowadays and just people in general around you just i don't know there's there's something different in the air nowadays and it's i wish uh, i had something to contribute i, I just realized just i don't home, talk to you, anybody home sheltered, man, <laughs> eh? so you've got this introvert lifestyle <laughs> down pack then so you don't need to worry about yeah shit. my kids my kids have been pretty short with me <laughs> <laughs> getting taller all the time though how old how old are your kids uh three and six three and six yeah, i got a i got one who's just turning four yeah, year. right, right yeah. in the middle. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was the thing too for me. I, I kind of felt a bit bummed last year because we couldn't get out as much. 
mm. you know, and he's at that age, like three, four is like at that peak age where like, I, I think like interactions with other kids and like playing out, out in the open and all that sort of jazz, like that's the perfect time for him to be doing it and socialising and getting the hang of hanging around other kids. Couldn't do that last year, could you? No. You know, like, and, and not comfortably anyway. You'd still be like kind of half-hearted, like is are people just not taking this seriously at all? Have they changed their mindset about how they think about keeping themselves like hygienic and shit? And it's so fucking hard with kids too. Like, oh yeah, you know they get their hands on everything and anything. <laughs> like, it's 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 insane. You know, <laughs> my, my my kid's got a fascination with his nether regions at the moment. You know, he's going through that phase. So like, just stop, stop touching, bro. <laughs> Cut it out. Um, they're going to touch they're going to get their hands on anything whatever so you know everyone's kind of not doing that now so I'm really quite stoked that the you know girls well my girls they're not doing that yeah (laughs) that just I don't know how I'd deal with it I'd be like just <laughs> let me know when you finish. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> no, not not more so like that. But like, I'm not saying do that out in public, obviously, because that's not going to go down well either. No, it but, does not. Um, but just just more so the interactions with other kids and being able to like, uh, hey, you know, learn learn learning to to share and learning to. Um, play with other kids and and get out there and be active. Like it didn't really happen that much this year, uh, last year, I don't think. And mm. well, more so for 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 Jude and myself. Anyway, like that was it was yeah, it was a weird time last year. It was a really weird time. So I'm hoping that we have no more fuck ups. Although it didn't really start like this year didn't really start off that well. Six days in, and there's almost you know a mm. civil war happening over in 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 America. Like the crazy potential, shit going yeah. On there. I would say I just thank God we're so far away from everything. Yeah, we're like, on an island away from it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like a lot of the the rest of the world is. Still kind of struggling a little bit with COVID. A little bit. Well, especially wow. especially the Yanks anyway. Holy shit. I wouldn't even touch them with a 10-foot pole. Fuck. Um, yeah, I was UK, just thinking man, this UK, the other day. Man. Like, I was washing the dishes and just going, man, I remember when, like, Back to the Future came out and I thought, like, America is the greatest place on earth. Yeah. I just that's it, the bubbles pop now, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows now that it's really not as cracked up as it no. used to be. The option, the opportunity though to tour there is obviously not going to happen for a fair while either. So, like, have with with Butterfingers as an example, like, did you guys ever get to tour over in Europe or America or anything like that? Back no, in the day? no, we've no? never toured. I've, I've never played a show outside mm. of Australia. No shit. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, have you okay? Um, unre- unrelated. <laughs> oh, well, what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> but unrelated to to Butterfingers. But like, so have you ever been overseas though? Have you? Ever yeah, 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 yeah. I've okay. been to the states, and that also crushed my dreams a little bit. Oh, really? About like how amazing I thought it was. Oh, okay. Where whereabouts did you go? Um, I landed in LA, and I was there for two weeks, and then I drove from LA to New York via Texas. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I saw. I saw a lot of it. I mean, I didn't see anything up north, but mm. um, but yeah, I mean, like, I kind of felt <clears throat> that the middle part was very similar to Australia mm-hmm. in the middle part. Yeah. Um, more people, more flags, lots of flags, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and yeah, I'm nearly very patriotic a, over there. Yeah, it was right before the election, the Obama one, before he'd been in, like the first one, 2008. Yeah. So okay. like there were everyone on their fence, especially in Texas, like had the 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 placards or whatever, like vote for him, vote for him, like you know, mm, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. sometimes it's like you can be driving down a street and one side's red, one side's blue, almost. You know what wow. I mean? Like it's just like so divided, and everyone's so you know, adamant that their point of view is correct or whatever. Yeah, right. So there was that. I mean, I didn't really mind about it at the time. It wasn't like at the levels that we're at now. Yeah. Um, but it was. It was pretty big deal. I mean, like, first black dude to ever run. Mm. So it was It was pretty, pretty big deal. Um, but LA, I was like, I was like, I thought this was like a tropical, like, Wonderland, yeah, but it's a fucking desert with like palm trees <laughs> in it. Like they're fake. Everything's fake. This is fucking fake. Yeah, right. Yeah. Have you yeah. been to LA? No, because that's why I was asking. Because like I'm, you you were saying that yeah, Butterfingers has never toured overseas or anything. I've never been overseas yet. You know, so I haven't I haven't had a chance to experience the rest of the world. I've only seen it Shit, online. Dude, it's gonna you know? be a while, I reckon. Uh, well, yeah. Now now I've got like there's you know no reason for me to even think about going anywhere well, at the moment. Start so. saving. Yeah, because it's a good time. To save, that's about all you can do. <laughs> Fuck, that's hard enough as it is right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm doing my best, but yeah, no, I've always, I've always wanted that as well. But no, I, my, um, my older brother <coughs> lives in New York at the moment with his missus, so I keep in touch with him and and ask him like, what's it like over there and whatnot. Like he used to, he was working for a while, um, when he first got over there because she ha- she had the job she's the one who got offered the job over there in one of these lawyer firms mm. um and he's like your typical tradie bloke and he's like what the fuck do I do over in America <laughs> you know because you can't you can't, you can't take build it. anything everything's built <coughs> yeah, new york's and, like packed you can't even fit another building on there oh my god yeah and like the tra- <laughs> the trades like in australia don't go over for america either so he's a plumber right oh. but his trade doesn't transfer over there, right? So he's pretty much got to start from scratch. That sucks. Um, so when he first got over there, he was just like working with these immigrant dudes, like straight up, like building and whatnot, like illegally. Mm. Um, yeah. And he had to stop that at one point though because he was like, he kind of hurt his back and obviously no uh, health cover working with um, the immigrant fellas. And... Also, the healthcare over in America is dog shit. So good you luck with that. You got to have private and shit. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, well, mm. even even so, like you you'll be paying like ten times the amount that you would for like your standard like prescription over there as you would here. Like mm. they, they don't have healthcare over there. Yeah, it's, no, it's yeah, nuts. It, it's it's all it's all privatized over there. So like, that's why, like, another thing that I think when I'm there. I'm, disclaimer, by the way, I loved New York. I thought New York was the shit. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, but um. But yeah, I I do I did when I was there have the constant thing in the back of my mind like I better not do anything stupid because like <laughs> I can't <laughs> afford to get my <laughs> you can't afford to get looked after nah. yeah because like some people will dead set avoid getting the hospital uh the hospital the the ambulance ride over there because yeah. it costs a fucking fortune like just the hospital ride Just walking you know? off. Yeah, yeah. Bullet I'll wound. get I'll get dropped off. Thanks. Like, no, nah, just call me. Hail down a cab for me, and I'll get dropped off there. Fuck you. That's got that shit costs way too much money. You yeah, where you have to decide whether or not you need the adequate care or you can afford to. Like that, that that's just a wild thing to me. Mm, I don't, yeah, I, well, to most Australians, it just seems crazy. I mean, like 
a first world country, like it. Mm. I don't know. Just yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, and uh, hearing hearing like checking. I, that's the only reason why like I kind of check in with him is uh, purely uh, and like what what is happening with America purely because he's over there right now, you know. And early on, like COVID was pretty hectic in New York and shit. So I was constant like not not like you know just that thought in the back of your head like shit. Man, don't get COVID, bro. I don't want to. I don't want you to. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to know. I don't want you to get sick or any of that. You're all the way over there, and like shit's turning to shit mm. over there as well. So like he he was good though. They they bunk it up, and he start he started doing like Twitch streams and shit online, and that's how he's starting to make more money now. Is like playing online games. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and uh, and Twitch streaming it and getting popular with that. So cool. You know the the online gaming world sort of especially during COVID fucking took off. Like, mm. it, it, everyone was inside. Everyone was doing absolutely nothing. You couldn't play shows. You couldn't get together and, and, and even jam, especially early on, because there was restrictions in terms of how many people could be at the house. So if you've already got like a house full of people, you've either got to tell them to fuck off so they can come over, but where can they go? Because you're on lockdown, right? So you can't. You, there's There wasn't really enough... Uh, early on in particular for, for bands and musos to, to get going. So mm. what do you do, right? Like when the world, like everybody's so used to being out and about in, in, in the public eye. And that's when all the, the live streaming and stuff started happening. Bands were jumping on and doing their own live stream shows. Yeah. Not playing to an audience or anything. And at first everyone was like, what the fuck? This is so weird. Like normally you'd hear that, yeah, the dancing, moshing and whatnot. And you'd hear the crowd. And then now you're listening to one of your favorite local bands with no noise, no crowd. You can't mask it, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not into it. Mm. Like I, I understand it, and mm. like it's great for everyone who's doing it. Like I think, obviously, go do it. But I just personally have no interest in it at all. I haven't watched a single one. Like I just, I don't know. I, I watch like live performances of shows, like old mm. ones or whatever. Like you know. When there's people in the room, yeah, yeah, you got crowds. Like, and stuff I imagine the feeling of being there and all that stuff. But like to watch people just play it by themselves, it's like a jam sesh. Yeah, I'm just, mm. I don't just, I just don't find it interesting. Yeah. So like uh, we've been asked to do them before um, a couple of times in the last year, and I just went wasn't sold on it. Yeah. Nah, so I just yeah. it's not my thing. Did you ever? Did I you always try to gauge everything that I do on like. If I was a punter, would I like? Would I want that? Yeah, right. You want you want the crowd. If the crowd's not into it, then like, how are you going to get more into it as well? Well, if I'm like, not into it, how's the crowd going to get? And into vice it? versa too. Yeah, <laughs> like it it it's such. Hi, it's, I don't want to be here, <laughs> <laughs> and you won't want to be here either. Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> you can you can feel that vibe. When when you when you're watching them play, if they want to be there or not, like mm. how are you going to be stoked if they're not stoked, right? Yeah, you know. So like, did did you, um, Mikey, do any live streaming or anything like that with nah. um, Slurpee or, nah, or Slodge? We, we didn't do it either. Eh? Like I filmed uh, one for Flange and Mitch Please and that, but um, mm -hmm. didn't actually play any myself. Eh? It'd be hard for me, I reckon, because eh? I'm all about the vibe, you know, playing in Slodge and that. I'm all like, yeah, I thrive off what everyone else is doing. So I'd be sitting there just. Fondling myself like your son has been. Like, <laughs> just, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. No, nah, I don't know if I'd vibe off that. It'd sort of be like a a, a jam, you know. I'd, I'd more try and take it like a band practice. Yeah. That you know, like, yeah. But yeah, no, we didn't get to do any of that, which wasn't too bad, I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh man, like, and that's the thing. Like, there's been so much adjusting 
over the last year in terms of how bands and, and artists can go about their shit because everyone everyone and everywhere else was getting looked after or starting to get looked after and the musos and the creative scene was always it's always been always has been like the last one that they sort of help out or you know give the funding to or the support or whatever it's always the last peop like last group of people mm. that get any of that sort of help you know and, and i just saw there was something like it was just last week or like this week that was like a massive stimulus check for the arts has like gone missing or like there's, there's no record of where the funding has gone to oh, and all this shit fuck? yeah yeah <laughs> like i started reading it and i was like i don't even care like i don't even like it just happens all the time it like, sounds like something that would happen to the art scene <laughs> yeah, as well like right oh up. funds magically disappeared <laughs> oh for fuck's sake seriously yeah and then i was like and i was like that's the problem people like me like no one in the no one in the arts none of the artists are like you know Standing up and going, fucking, where's that fucking money? Because, mm. like, I think in the back of our own heads, we kind of feel like we don't deserve, deserve it. it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working hard, I swear. Like, so what have you written? Oh, I'll scribble a bit of stuff on a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it can become very subjective when it comes down to that, too, because obviously. <laughs> As, an, as a creative, you are always trying to create, right? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, like, yeah. I, oi, I'm constantly, like, you know, fighting for my right to spend time creating within yeah. my family. Like, this is my job. This is my work. Like, leave me alone. Let me do this. Like, yeah, yeah, you know? of course. So, but, like, when it comes to, like, you know, an outside funding source, I find it really hard to, like, do we've only f applied for our first ever grants in the last year and we still haven't got any of them. So like, you know, when that big stimulus check goes missing, like I don't feel like any of it was ever coming my way anyway. And <laughs> I, I find it hard to justify, especially with the stuff that I do. Like, it's not like, I don't really feel like the songs that I'm writing, unless I think about it in a very abstract way, I don't feel like they're like enhancing or benefiting the community <laughs> Do in any, any particularly good, good way. Like I think it, I think it, like, you know, I can't play it to my kids, to world, like yeah. my fam, my kids and my partner, like they don't listen to it. And when they do, they don't like it. So yeah. like, I feel like there's a certain type of person who likes it. So it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, why would the government pay for that? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand that. <laughs> you know, but like... There's some country band out there way more deserving than you, Eddie. <laughs> totally. Well, you know, the Wiggles. Give it to the Wiggles. They don't need it, but like, you know... <laughs> they the last motherfuckers I'd give it to. <laughs> they are definitely the last people that don't need it. They're fucking screwing ears, man. I know, I know. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they're yeah. writing stuff for like, you know... It, it, kids and educating people and like you know in a in a way what they're creating has like a direct correlation to the benefit of society like i think when i say my stuff maybe does but in a very abstract way it's just like some people who might have gone out and killed somebody because they were so frustrated might find some relief in the stupid stuff that i talk about but like i said it's a niche market mm. And I don't know if the government. Well, there's lots of murderers out there, you know. So <laughs> yeah. And well, you know what I mean. That's an extreme example, but like I feel I know like what you mean though. Yeah, like yeah, it's 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 productive in its own way. Like with with the wiggles and shit. That's obviously more something that is it's it's learning for the young ones as well. Like brush your teeth. Brush yeah, yeah. Teeth. They're they're mixing in Better songs with like your basic shit on how to be better than yeah. you eat a bag of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> 
Then brush your teeth. <laughs> you know what I really would have loved to have seen is the the reformation of like the original Wiggles. Do you remember when they did that like years and years ago? They, yeah, they, they reformed. But like, didn't the, something happen? Something. Oh, oh no, they, that was that was like oh, that was attack. recent. No, yeah, oh, that, yeah. More that recent. was that was recent. Yeah, right. Um, but maybe about. Four years or five years ago before that, they reformed and they did a couple of shows down in Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, right. Salt R18 crowd. Like, well, they should have come They should have come back as the cockroaches, bro, because they were like a, a rock band back in the day, like Jeff was and shit, man. He was in the band called the Cockroaches. Bring yeah, that, that shit I think back, man. More than him. I think yeah. like half of them. Yeah, well, he's more. the only one I know his name, so that's the only one I threw out. But yeah. Wake up, Jeff. Get your band back together. Douche. Jeff, Andrew... Um, shit, I should know this. You should know uh, this. Simon and... Oh, no, that's... Simon. Which one's the yellow one? The old school yellow one. Uh, nah, fuck, I can't. Do you remember who he is, Zane? The, the, the yellow wiggle. Come on, Zane. The original yellow wiggle. Come on, man. No? Nothing? All right. No, that's fine. Fuck. No one has Sorry, the yellow wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Siri. <laughs> fuck, what is his name? Holy shit. But anyway, they, they had the original lineup. Oh, Greg. Greg. His name's Greg. <laughs> is that his name? Yeah, Greg. Yeah, Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's the one who had the heart issues and old stuff. Greg? Yeah, old okay. Greg? Yeah. Old Greg. What you doing to my Walters? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I love that shit. Uh, he, he's the one who had the hard issues to begin with and like even as they were going to reform it for this one uh, it was it was they were reforming for the bushfires yeah that's right yeah and they did one show and as he was doing that show he had the heart attack like yeah. he'd like fallen on the stage and shit and everyone was like oh my god did you see the he merch tripped. they brought out for that it was like the Wiggles but it was the Ramones like style so with the DD it had all the Wiggles names and shit inside man I was like oh I'll go to that show just for a Wiggles Ramones style shirt really that yeah, shit I will be see that. pricey now <laughs> only one <laughs> show limited edition hell yeah that Fuck, would be I need me some of that yes. dude they've been <laughs> Speaking of copyright, that that logo has been jacked so From much. Like, everyone, bet they're not getting paid for that. Hell no. Surely not. You know, because th- there'd be a lot of fucking people that they'd be having to chase up too. Yeah, there'd be right. never-ending lawsuits, man. Like, yeah. you'd be wondering if you'd be getting more money back than you would be spending in the courts. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking hell. And yeah, they did. They did a. Uh, they did a couple of shows years before that one, and they were sellouts. And fucking hundreds of people like hundreds of people that have gone and watched the og lineup of the wiggles shit-faced and i don't know if um <laughs> would you watch it sober but yeah <laughs> well i have and it's fucking hard yeah. uh so yeah i would definitely get pretty shit-faced for it but like <laughs> could you imagine if they had mosh pits and shit going for that like they absolutely would have you know like well same thing with uh peter coombs you know him He's got the um, wash your face with orange juice. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> brush your teeth with peanut butter or whatever. <laughs> so like he he when I was working at the zoo, he played at the zoo. I think he did like two nights in a row or something. But yeah, both so, like sold out. All adults. <coughs> yeah. Really. I I actually hadn't heard of him at that point. Yeah. And all the staff were like, "Oh, Peter Coombs tonight." I'm like, "Yeah, who's that?" And they're like, "What do you don't like the." They they regard him as like an Australian icon. Yeah. Somehow I missed it, but like Peter Coombs, <laughs> I never heard of the fool. Well, uh, I know him now because like my daughter, we've played it to my daughters and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, when I when when he came through and I was working those shows, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's all kids songs. 
And it's just one dude with an acoustic guitar and everyone's singing along. Everyone's drunk and singing along. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Sounds a bit culty. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, though. <laughs> I would totally Maybe go we and check start that out. That's what, yeah, all the successful bands have cults. All right, that's it. We're yeah. doing it. We're starting a cult, guys. <sighs> Better yet, there needs to be a local, like a bunch of the local guys or whatever starting a kid's band. Mm, 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 um, Dane, actually, from Whiskey mm. and Speed's got a yeah. kid's band thing. Oh, Toast really? Most, like a person, not, 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 his, not Whiskey and Speed, but just yeah. him, he's like a become a kid's entertainer. I think, I'm sure he does songs. Yeah, he's, yeah. Got, a, he's got a song on YouTube, Toast the Most. Toast check, the Most. Toast the Most, check that shit out. Dinosaurus. Dinosaurus, that's Dinosaurus. it. Dinosaurus, fuck. Yeah, I'm going to have a look at them. Well, I think we should give ourselves a quick break so we can give old mate Mikey here a chance to play one of your new songs. Yeah, right. So we don't have it right this very second to play. Um, so we're going to add it in afterwards, but uh, I want to get you to explain it for me. Um, what's the what's the song called that you want to play? Do you All know? Right. Um, this is the first song that we uh, that we pretty much recorded with um, Paulie D, who's um, the bass player from Flange and guitarist from Sludge. Mm-hmm. Um, not anymore. Not anymore. He's a rapper. <laughs> so um, yeah, he's yeah, really good too. He's dope, man. Paulie D's the man. Um, yeah. So no, we were just um sitting around smoking heaps of yandy one afternoon at his house, and we just wrote this um mad jam. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, fat sash, pretty much just fat sash, fat, fat sash. sash, about smoking weed as we do. Fuck yeah! All right, cool. We'll, we'll give this one a jam. We'll be back in a bit. Enjoy. Cause you know we gotta spin that shit Put it through the molly pretty soon I'm gonna take a hit Wait a tick, is there someone walking down the gravel pit? They must have heard the grind and now I have someone to share it with Take a seat, rest your feet, you're up next in the mix I've only finished cutting and I need to get my fix I feel the smoke in my lungs and my chest is getting thick My head feels like a ride cause it hit me like a brick Well it's puff puff pass when it comes to the grass All chatty pack of fatty leaves you sitting on your ass Only two cones in, the room starts to spin Got you seeing double vision and you're dribbling on your chin Well it's clear that you got the fear and loathing Call your heart to rest Here sip some water, see your heart pumping through your chest Dress looking like a mess, your face has got the sweat Your skin starts to itch, you're twitching like you got to rest We can't smoke till we can't feel our legs And we can't say a word So I'm watching different strokes Now the buds are kicking in I feel it crawling on my skin Like Jesus to the Christians I can feel it deep within Another win for the team This shit really 
Billy packs a punch and I'm the Colonel 3 Then I'll need to get something to munch There's nothing in the kitchen, well as far as I can see But I want some fucking chicken so I'll get some KFC There ain't no way I'm driving so it's gotta be Uber Eats It's been a long hard day of smoking and I think I've burnt a tree We gotta smoke till we can't feel our legs and we can't say a word It was called uh, Fat Sesh or Big Sesh? Fat Sesh. Fat Sesh. That's the one. What do you think? That was really good. That was really good. I, I did actually like genuinely enjoy that a lot. And I did want to ask as well, like with with the music. and So there was an actual drum beat, someone playing, recording that drum beat that you no, used. No, no, that was a sample. That was a sample? Yeah. And it's quite a famous sample, actually. It's a, it's a pretty... I mean, I... That's the thing. I didn't know that notice the difference. It wasn't actually the the sample part I was going to ask about. You know the part where it kind of like does that sort of like sound thing. Is yeah. that like the that horror sound um, fucking theme or whatever? I don't. I can't remember what it's called. But like when there's like that uh, or whatever, and it's like that siren thing for like uh, like horror movies or whatever it is. That's a good idea, but no. No, I, was, I think it was more like a because I love like Cypress Hill and House of Pain, yeah. like the nineties shit. And that's what that nineties feel is sort of going yeah. for, you know. And that squeal was like DJ Muggs was always like doing that sort of shit. Okay, so I, I like think it. you're talking about the drone, the yeah, th- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that, okay, it's just uh, there's a website called Splice. Splice. Okay. When they have an app that you put on your uh, computer and like it's basically like a sample library. Mm-hmm. And it's like not samples. I mean, there are musical samples on there, mm-hmm. but they're all cleared. You don't have to pay for them. I, I mean, okay. you got to pay a subscription to be on the on the platform, right? Yeah. But like you know, I just was looking through drone sounds, and mm-hmm. I think like I don't I don't actually know what that instrument is. Okay. I'm always I'm always wondering like since you told me about the whole sampling thing now I'm just wondering how much is actually sampled you know like and well technically technically every instrument in there is sampled mm-hmm. because like you know like I wrote the baseline and played it <coughs> into the computer right but, like it's a sampled like each each pluck that was like an instrument where each pluck has been sampled mm-hmm. of the double bass so yeah so it's okay. like it sounds like an actual instrument getting played you know what I mean yeah like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, like, uh, like, so the bass line, the drum beat, I didn't play. Mm-hmm. Bass line played mm-hmm. with MIDI. Like, the keyboard parts you did played. Yeah. There's, like, a s- trumpet kind of thing. There's, like, like a squeal, mm-hmm. which is sampled. But, you know, you got to put it in pitch and shit, like. Yeah, okay. And then it's more really about the effects and that because it's all pitched up and then it's got to do the reverb on it. and So, like, yeah, I don't know. It's Even like a half-half, I guess. So, it's it less instrumental, but there's still kind of the same amount of work being put in, but it's just more so on uh, in front of you on, like, a computer or the, the, the studio setup that you've got, basically. So, it's there's a l- 
there's more sort of like tinkering in that aspect as there rather would be than like just getting someone else's famous already song and just like rapping over it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's yeah, cr- crazy aspect too because a lot of the, uh, during a lot of that when listening to it anyway because it, it sounded like legit with the instruments in the background anyway. You know. Yeah. Well, I I kind of a lot of my production stuff that I'm doing at the moment has that old kind of feel to it like mm-hmm. that sampled kind of sound and a lot of it's got to do with the drums and like you know I, it's actually quite rare that i just use a sample <coughs> like a loop sample straight up like that mm-hmm. usually it's more like chopped up or you know like you know i take the kick and the snare and like make my own beat patterns and stuff mm-hmm. like out of someone else's sounds yeah but like to actually just find a loop that like that's the loop and I'm not changing it. That's mm-hmm. kind of rare. I don't do that a lot. Um, but it worked for that song, so like, there was no point changing. Yeah. If it works, it works. Use it, right? Yeah. Uh, does it... The the song itself, did you write it before you had a beat or after? Because that's another thing too. I know a lot of, a lot of um, musos will quite often prefer to hear the music before they put lyrics to it yeah, to I'm, try and get I'm, the vibe. I'm pretty oppo, I think. I like normally... Well, you wrote a lot of the songs that you brought to me before I'd heard anything and you didn't make beats himself. So, mm-hmm. like, what we've actually done for a lot of them, which has been a cool um, challenge for me, because I often write, because I, I make beats, I usually make beats, and that's, like, you know, it's, like, the easiest thing for me of all my, like, musical skills. Like, mm-hmm. to make beats is quite just, like, an automatic process almost. Yeah, yeah. So I usually write my lyrics to the beats. Yeah, okay. But, like, yeah. it's been a cool challenge for me to, like, have Mike come over and he goes, okay, this is the rap. And I go, all right, rap it to me, the tempo you want to rap it at. So we get the tempo. Once we got the tempo, I listen to the rhythms of his, like, you know, you just spit the first verse and, like, I get the rhythm of the of the, of the the rhymes or whatever, the syllables. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of try and make the beat pattern around... You know, hopefully it doesn't change too much in the second verse, but like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to make the kicks and snares kind of fit to what his words are saying. Yeah, okay. And then, you know, write a bass line on top of that. Like, just start with the rhythms, basically. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because it's always, it's always interesting to see the approach uh, between, you know, like a, a, a band getting together and throwing their two cents in and working out the riffs, the rhythm. Uh, the beat behind, like w- what you want it to start at and where you go from there and then fitting the lyrics over the top of it because f- when I've ever written stuff, it's always kind of been with the beat. Well, th- well, not so much the beat in mind, but the rhythm, like keeping in rhythm. Like if there's no s- if there's no sort of structure to the song, it, it'd be, in my eyes anyway, it'd be kind of hard to, to, to write lyrics to it. So that's what I would always try and focus on when I would be... Uh, writing like does it have a flow is it consistent like not uh, I don't have any like musical uh, teachings or anything I got singing lessons for a while at one point Um, uh, I did a bit of music in high school um, and got guitar lessons for a little bit but even with the guitar lessons I wasn't that good with reading sheet music or anything like that so oh, yeah. it was, no, it was, like, it, it was yeah. insane to me you know and like tab form is how I do it and that's how I picked up and started learning and I, I basically self-taught myself after after I'd finished up with lessons uh, from there on and just worked out myself 
what kind of felt like the flow like because i can kind of get really picky and like i wouldn't say ocd but it it i would continuously like play the same thing over and over again until i would feel like it would like to me it felt natural if right. that kind of makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, make it a muscle memory thing. Yeah, like, yeah, almost like that. And, like, especially my favourite style of writing stuff is, like, pretty thrashy, like, like old-school Slayer shit. Like, I love that stuff. Rad. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favourite things that I first started um, practising. And, like, the first song I picked up, uh, the first song I tried learning on guitar when I picked it up, I was, like, 15, and I'm like, I really want to fucking learn a Master of Puppets. Yeah, and yeah. And Sandman. And, like, I spent, like, the first two weeks... <laughs> like trying to learn that as the first song yeah so i got that bit and then like the part after it and then the 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 riff leading into like the next uh the next part of the song and then when the words came the those changes fucking got me like and i'm like now fuck this i'm done you know like <laughs> because i self-taught myself and i wasn't patient enough like i was just like i can't get this quick enough so i'm gonna have to you know put it aside and maybe learn something else and outside of like Slayer solos and shit like that, they're they're pretty. I wouldn't say they're, I wouldn't say they're hard to play, but they're not easy to play either. If that makes any sense, Slayer like, riffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's all fast. Yeah, so it's like it's it's just mainly it's the 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 finger picking aspect, like the tremolo picking and shit. Like I've never really had a problem with that per se. It's more so the finger placement mm. uh, on the frets and shit. So like you know, perfect example, Raining Blood Slayer fucking intro the next part after the intro i can do but then it gets to that bullshit like i can't do shit with that you know like i'll I'll start it like the first three or four times and then like the tempo is still staying the same and i'm slowing down already i'm like i can't fucking do this Mm. it's it's way too quick you know so the the challenges in that and 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 writing to that aspect was always really fun to me and i would be very picky about how it would sound and also, uh, I could only assume that once you get less instruments involved and it's more so your voice, it would kind of become a little bit more difficult to try and work out a beat off that. Or is it something that you work off, um, like you were saying before, you kind of listen to the to the voice and how he says stuff, like uh, how, he, how he says his lyrics to you, and that's how you're working off the beat, right? Um, well, like I, like I said, like... like Beat making is kind of like an automatic, like I feel like it just, you know, I could make a beat every day. And like for periods I just do, like every day Mm -hmm. I write a new beat. And it'll take me three or four hours to get it all down. Mm -hmm. But it's not like three, four hours of like going, oh, what am I going to do next? Like it's more just like that's how long it takes for me to like, Mm -hmm. you know, get get, get a riff that I like with, you know, some other instrumentation over the top. Mm-hmm. And like you know, layer the drums up a bit so that there's like a you know, and mix it a little bit. You know, this yeah. is how long it takes. Yeah. But um, so like yeah, so I don't find it, I don't find it particularly difficult to write to the lyrical part because, like I said, I just get the rhythm, mm-hmm. and then I'm okay. Okay, that's my starting point, which is actually in a way easier than just like coming to an absolute blank piece of paper and going, okay. What am I? What am I? <laughs> what am yeah. I doing? Am I writing a punk song? Am I writing a hip hop track? Am I writing a pop tune? Or like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? If I've already got a start point, which is him with his lyrics and the rhythm of those words, mm-hmm. it's kind of like I've already got a direction. All I got to do is just start building on that. If you didn't get a chance to bump into Eddie, would you have still tried doing East Coast? 
Do you think? No, probably not, man. To be yeah. honest, yeah, like would have been pretty screwed. Because yeah, you know, I would have been doing a cappella or beats, something. Man. I need the beats. I would have gone a cappella and shit. I don't think people <laughs> people <laughs> probably wouldn't appreciate that too much. So no, I probably wouldn't. Well, have there's, made, pl- honest, there's you know? plenty of beat makers out there. Oh, well, there mean, is. Yeah. I think it's more like you know, just um, communication. We're kind of on the same page when it comes to like what, like what what Mike wants to do right now stylistically is like totally up my alley mm-hmm. like you know and within my capabilities so you know if he came to me like i don't know that was that was kind of the thing like <clears throat> the same like with the tour and stuff like he's on the tour because obviously we've been working together and you know it just makes sense that, like, that's a that's a th- sorry to interrupt as well but like that's a thing as well that i've noticed too with a lot of um hip-hop shows or artists and whatnot, when they do go and do their shows, they quite often take the people that they've done collabs with and and done yeah. their remixes with or whatever it is, right? So, I mean, like, th- it, this wasn't so much out of the realm of, like, oh, this is Mike Mike getting a fucking free pass or whatever into, like, the into the world of hip-hop going on a, on a tour already. Like, you guys have been working together for however long to get this going, right? And this is your chance to, to, to get out there and actually do it. Well, that's it. That's why I think it's a bit harder too, like, trying to get it out there as well because I'm not, like, an established hip-hop mm. artist, you know what I mean? And, like, you know, punk hip-hop sort of doesn't <laughs> really affect mm. it. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. That's that's another thing too because I've had, I've, had eno- I've had, well, two people that have been involved in the hip-hop scene One's late one. He's a local Brizzy guy. Yep. And he supported us on the last tour. He did mention something about that when I talked yeah. to him when I had him on. Yeah. Well, not on the whole tour, but like yeah, on the Ipswich, Brisbane show, I or? think. And oh no, 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 just Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. Because he 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 mentioned another guy, Megalodon, as well. I think um, he's another local guy too. And then Tom Tanuki, who I was telling you before as well, he used to do something back in the day. Um, and his his tagline for it, or there was a song, or it was the band, or something I don't know, but it was like Legionnaire Cap Gangster or something like that. Holy shit! Yeah. No way. You know that yeah. guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, rat. Yeah. Okay. Small <laughs> fucking world. Yeah. So yeah, um, I I got a chance to talk to him. And that's not how I knew him though. I didn't know that he'd actually um started doing that. I'd met him. I'd known him. You know what the Legionnaire's cap is? Where it is? Oh, do I wear them or no? Do you know what they are? Like I know the the hats or the, the yeah band. the hat yeah yeah of course. Oh well, yeah. I I didn't know I didn't know that that's what that style of hat was called. Oh like, really? With the flap on the back yeah, and yeah. shit. <laughs> like <laughs> until until that he taught me something. Yeah, no, but like, <laughs> dude. Okay. Yeah, and I, I so what is it? What's the music he's making now? What does that sound like? I, he's not. I don't think he's doing any more music these oh, days. Oh, did you it's say you had him on the show? Yeah, I had him on the show, but it was it was more like that's how I I got I got to know him because he does a lot of um sort of uh, I wouldn't say sort of, but he's a lot more activist involved now, and he does a lot more uh, political stuff. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. and he has his own um. Uh, you wouldn't know that from the Legionnaires cap material. No, not at <laughs> all. Yeah, and um. He he does uh, yelling at racist dogs. That's his thing. Um, it's basically uh, like a, a a non-profit thing, which is exactly what it sounds like too. Like he organises um, whenever there's like those, if there's ever any protests or anything on, the, especially down in Melbourne because that's where he's based. Um, and there's the the right leaning side that likes to go to the protests and do the old anti argument. He will usually get some very close people that are with the same idea and mentality behind it, 
wearing these shirts most of the time, yelling at racist dogs, and they'll go and abuse the people abusing the protesters. But not in the way that they instigate fights or anything like that. It's just they... Because a lot of them like to film their shit too, like when they go and do it. Like a good example is like Avi Yemeni, who does like a, a lot of online political shit as well, but he's a D-bag. Um, he, he edits out a lot of his shit to make it look like the other person is a bit of a dog. Uh, but it's really just Avi like hunting, hunting for that like that key point or, or gotcha moment or whatever that he can have on his episodes and shit that'll, that'll make you go, ha oh, yeah, fuck, that's right, the, the leftists are all fucking snowflakes and all that bullshit. That's, that's his thing, right? That's what he tries to do. Mm-hmm. And Tanuki basically just says, that's a load of shit, you know? Like, why is, we don't want them having their content out making people look like idiots when, when they're not really like you're just a guy with a mic who's trying to catch him out right now so he he'll he'll get people going to um the the protests and basically look out for the people and if there's ever anyone sort of talking shit or doing that sort of stuff or dead set just straight up racist um they go and shout at him and it sounds silly but it <laughs> it, it works and it does well right and any he, and he's he does a lot of um online stuff and youtube stuff as well but i don't he's not really much of a of a muso guy anymore so but that that's why i wanted to get him on first off was the fact that hey you used to do hip-hop shit you know like tell me more about this you know this might be my my chance to actually get a guy on that isn't so isn't really in the music world right now but he used to be um, and he's also involved in a lot of the BLM movements and, and calling out a lot of shitheads online. So it was, it was really, it was very interesting. And also, yeah, just the name itself is what kind of got me into it too. So it, it, how did, how did you know about him? Oh, I just, I don't know. Like, I can't remember who played it to me first. Yeah. It's a fucking um, small world though, right? But like, I remember, I remember like I... I was at a party somewhere and this DJ friend of mine like put it on like, mm. and it was a completely unexpected because it wasn't that kind of party. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Legion has, I was like, I didn't even know you knew these guys. Yeah. Oh, this guy. But, um, yeah, I mean like I don't, I only knew that one track. Yeah. Like he had the one banger track. It was like, I think it's their YouTube video as well. I can't remember what it's called now either. Fuck. Um, yeah. anyway, yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at my phone to see if I had it because, like, oh right, yeah, it's worth a listen. But no, I, d- I don't. But it's yeah. probably not on Spotify either. But you, like I said, YouTube. Yeah. We'll look it up later. Yeah, it's definitely on YouTube. I know that. For <coughs> a yeah. So like, I've only had a couple of people on. Like, and so this is, and and for me, it's not, it's not my realm. Like I said at the start, like it's not my usual realm. Like I'm a punk hardcore metal guy. Like I always have been, really. And so when I get a chance to to dabble in finding out what the the hip hop side is and especially like promotion as well, like how they get their shows advertised. That's one for me because I'd never see them. I never see a lot of advertising around Brisbane for for hip-hop shows or, or know who to check out and whatnot, right? In what yeah. form? Like physical posters? Yeah, physical stuff. posters, even even like uh, it, it, on the radio or anything like that. Like it's it's not as prominent as as like your punk and 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 rock and and metal shows like that's that's yeah. just me like i think it's mo- in different places yeah like yeah like i'm obviously not hanging around the right places to see it <laughs> <laughs> well like in the way that like you know you know punk i mean i think both 
communities have a fairly DIY ethic, um, but like the punk people are more likely to be the ones to actually walk around and like stick up a flyer or mm-hmm. a poster on the wall. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, hip hop dudes, you know, have their online communities and mm-hmm. talk to each other through Facebook. And they network a lot. Hey, yeah, yeah. Like they're hey. very good. Uh, the dudes that you should look at who I, you know, and you probably could get in contact with mm-hmm. because they're from Brisbane is the No One Network. Yeah, man, they the run no and shit. Yeah, so, so like Scrub is part of that No One Network and mm-hmm. he's coming on tour with us. Yeah. Um, at least for the East Coast. Not He's not going to Perth, but everywhere else. Um, mm-hmm. So he's part of it. Um, Nerve, um, Lauren SGS. Uh, I don't know if she's got a different actual stage name. She keeps deleting her Instagram photos. Like she's got like a bunch of followers, but like three posts. But she's got songs out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, it's a collective of people, and like there's filmmakers and like photographers and Musos, yeah. yeah, like ah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a more of like a multimedia kind of a group. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm geared towards making music, but like you know, like it's it's kind of like. The same guy, I think, basically makes the clips for all of them, right? Okay. And um, they're really killing it in terms of, like, they know how to work their social media and okay. they definitely know how to just work just because, work like, they just stuff, pump hey. out. So good. Like, Nerve particularly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's mm. just... I think he... I mean... I notice online that he's always releasing songs and clips and EPs and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think like in a track that I heard, he said like he'd released like one of the lines in the song. He said that like this was his like 50th song since the start of the year or some shit. Right. Like, okay. fucking hell, a song a week. Like that's fucking, yeah. that's some output. A song a week. Yeah, man. No, he's killing it, eh? Yeah. But like, yeah, they like I've never seen a poster for him like on a wall, mm. but like I know that they just did the, they had their own thing. Like it's called the no one network, like some kind of launch party thing. It was at a warehouse in West end and yeah, like, you know, they're selling out like the, a dude who's on the label who I've never heard of just that they were charging like 50 bucks a ticket. Fucking hell. Yeah. I've Th- that's the thing. Like I, 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 I never see any of this sort of stuff like in yeah. any, in, in any sort of, it, it just seems like the, the way that they advertise it, I wouldn't, It's not closed off per se, but like <clears throat> it, it feels like a lot of the advertising gets done between themselves rather than. Well, I think, I think it happens online and when it happens online, the reason why you don't see it is because, you know, Facebook, and Instagram or whatever they they tailor your feed to the yeah. shit that you're re- already into. So if you're not yeah. like actively like if you don't like some of Nerves posts or whatever, you're never going to see an ad mm-hmm. or you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's I don't think it's them or that community trying I they, I think they're trying to expand as big and as far as they can go, yeah. which is you know, which is good. what you want, yeah. Yeah. Um but I think if you haven't seen it or whatever it's only because of the platforms are not showing you that content. you just gotta go looking for it really yeah. like go for a bit of a hunt that's the one th- that's pr- i guess that's another thing i can ask you guys as well is like uh, in this in this day and age now as well that it's becoming increasingly easier to get access to music and stuff but the pay that you're getting from it is quite 
dribble, to be honest. <laughs> you know, so like, what's is it is it coming to a point now where you're having to make a choice whether or not you want to go and do these tours or shows and stuff now and and be a part of that? Or? Well, the only the only potential like to make money playing music is mm. is at the show. Like, there's no like there's no way like we I, I can't foresee that we would ever break even on the new album mm-hmm. in terms of like what it's cost for like I mean I mixed it but like if you calculated my time and I mean not even I'm actually talking physical cash like the money that we spent making the clips the money that we spent you know just on the plugins to to mix the album like you know yeah, the software, the fucking, I don't know. Yeah, there's no way that we're ever gonna recoup. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, and like, we're so we're like what that, we but would I call an, yeah. an established <laughs> band, and we yeah. recorded it ourselves, <laughs> and we made the film clips ourselves. You guys have been around for years and years as well, and it just to hear that sort of thing too, and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, you've already got that that base there ready like people know you sort of thing and then you're still in those instances <laughs> like oh yeah i'm only just breaking even going on shows and tours and stuff it's like fucking hell man like yeah well i mean the tour is still a couple of months away but at the moment with the ticket sales like we're not we're not we're not covering costs yet mm-hmm. so like when we do like it's not going to be by march mm-hmm. like it's just yeah it's fucking tough. It's yeah. Work our asses off. That's what it is. There's a you, if you want to be able to make make it, like you've just you've got to literally put your body on the line for it. You know. Yeah, and I honestly feel like you know there's just waves with everything. You know, mm. there's good good and bad, and I feel like we're in an extended bad one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you know, I don't really want to do anything else. Like I still, I I like I'm I'm actively like learning like i'm oh, sorry zane zane like <laughs> damn it Eddie, <laughs> <get his> <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> no you're right zane it's all right he's just he using can edit as this an part. example yeah, just edit so it <laughs> in the break earlier before <clears throat> like i was looking at bitcoin and shit and i was like you know i'm trying to learn how to trade yeah okay because if i can do that because i work from home anyway like mm-hmm. doing graphic design which i'm actually beginning to loathe <laughs> well, Zane, speak of the devil, is a graphic designer as right, well. Right, right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I started out just going, holy fuck, because I just taught myself, like, who can believe that I've just started my own business and I'm, like, you know, living off this shit that I've learned off the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, and I've really enjoyed it. But, like, when I started, I was an illustrator. Oh, I'm just getting off track now. But my point is, <laughs> <laughs> my point is, like, I my my point of view at the moment is that i will continue doing music but i doubt that there will be a future in it as a as a money-making thing and and at least for the short term yeah i can't see streaming changing their royalty rates by any great degree anytime soon Mm -hmm. um so there's not going to be money to be made out of recording new music um, but I'm still going to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the difference between like people who don't survive. And by that, I mean like when I said before, there's good and bad waves and this is an extended bad one. Mm-hmm. I do think that there's going to be a future for 
recorded music again sometime. I don't exactly know how or why. Mm-hmm. Um, it might involve some kind of like mass, like, I don't know, like a mass fucking boycott of streaming platforms or something like that. Right, Probably yeah. not. Probably more like it's going to have to be, there's going to be like a new medium. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, okay, so like it's hard to copyright or hard to stop people from taking your music for free because the files are just so easily shared. Yeah. Like, you know, we learned that as soon as Napster was invented, it was like, oh, fuck. Mm. Yeah, long Like, you don't Napster, have to, like... All that shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, the fact that anyone's getting paid at all is actually a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even sure. though it is fuck all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But, so, like, I think either there's going to be a mass boycott of streaming until the royalty rates change, mm-hmm. but I think that's unlikely. And I think that maybe the next step would be a change in the medium in that like can you imagine like everyone's got 3D TVs like in 5 years time yeah yeah time. so like everything's going to be reformatted like you can't watch your old movies on your 3D TV or you can but they're not 3D if you want to watch them in 3D you got to buy them again mm-hmm. and they're going to be like in this fucking retarded format it takes so much disk space that you know you're actually better off physically going and purchasing it from the store and putting it in your machine because downloading it would take five years. Yeah, yeah. You know, like something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe like it's going to be surround sound, like when you listen to normal headphones, but you can pinpoint the place in the room and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And because the format's not going to be just like an MP3 that just you can zap off the fucking web. Mm-hmm. Like maybe... There's a, there'll be a new way to protect it. Yeah, okay, yeah. I Maybe. You mean, yeah. You, you Probably sh- not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking knows, right, at this rate? Like, and I'm just, I've just pulled up your, your Spotify, right? And so, do you have any idea what your numbers are? Like, on your streaming listens or anything like that with Butterfingers? Off the uh, top of your head? Nah. I remember, well, like, when you got, recently at the end of the, end of the year, they give you a wrap-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, like, Past like 2.2 million, but that was like a total. Yeah, yeah, right. So Fig Jam is number one with 2,778,909 streams. Yeah, right. Yeah. So from what I understand is that if you were even to get remotely close to making any sort of like decent money off Spotify streaming, you need to top a million streams or some shit like that on your song. And even then... It's like still not that much money, right? It's like point what zero zero three of a cent or three some shit. Point three of a cent. I think they uh, read it last time. Eh? Yeah. So whatever Winning. that is. Oh, you know what? I can probably do the math on my phone quickly anyway. So uh, it that just seems like a wild concept to me that you can have your song listened to so many times, yeah, and yet that is the compensation that you get. Yeah, you I know? know it doesn't. Thanks, it doesn't Spotify. really. Yeah. Equate, but no one's complaining about paying ten dollars a month to listen to everything. So, off in total, off that roughly, you would have earned about eight thousand dollars, roughly from two million, almost three million streams. Yeah, and the song is like 
15 years old. Yeah. I mean, man, yeah, now, now you get more and more uh, uh, mathematical with that. Then you've got to try and work out how well, much it's nearly money 16, so it's nearly $500 a year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hmm. $8,000 over 16 yeah, years. Yeah, and then what's that? Uh, $500 a, a year, did you say? Yeah. Uh, divide that by 52. It'd be like $10 a week. Divided by 52. It's like 15 bucks a week. <laughs> Killing yeah. it. Killing can, it. Yeah, I can live off that for the rest of my life. Yeah, I don't even sure, get bro. your stick, man. I can't even get high off that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is going up in terms of what you have to spend. Oh, I'm paying shitloads yeah, for an ounce of weed these days. It's fucking it, killing me, man. Man, the the whole COVID shit, I know for a fact that that made all the prices go up a stupid amount. Mm-hmm. A stupid amount. Like, mm-hmm. I had to actually, like pull back for a little bit as well just like okay i can't fucking justify this this is (laughs) no way not a not a chance in hell right and but that's the thing like everything else is costing more and more money as the time goes on but our 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 wealth our wealth and our wages and everything like that is not going anywhere hell no it hasn't changed in fucking years right so how do you expect artists who live off making this shit to survive you use your you use music for your waiting time ringtone on the phone, right? If you didn't have a creative to do that for you, what would you have? You know, like as as simple as that, right? Well, it's uh, yeah. I think the way that it's that it's actually going, well, and I, not that I think I just can see it because it's happening everywhere. But like, you know, sponsorships and like that's how people make money. Mm-hmm. They make a name for themselves as an artist or whatever. And then the money that they get doesn't come from the thing that they make. It comes from... Endorsements. Yeah, endorsements. People trying to, like, use their cool as a way of selling something else. Fuck, maybe that's what I should that's start That's what I want to get, man. I want to well. get sponsored by, like, Gator Bugle. I was telling Eddie, Eddie that this Gator afternoon, man. Gator, Gator Bugle? What's they're like an o- they're, <laughs> they're like an Aussie bong shop, man. They make some killer bongs, I knew I'd bongs, heard bro. it from somewhere, So yeah. good. I, I got a, a newie the other week, eh? And fuck sold me so i'm just going to keep are, like, are they yeah. the ones that they're, they're like glassy ones yeah boy yeah, they got heaps yeah. of different ones they got like the gator bugs like the gatorade bottle but it's a glassy and yeah. I, I got a good one the other day it's um called a mighty bug and so <laughs> it's just like it's your vegemite jars man just screw onto the bottom oh it's heaven it's aussie as fuck no as well you know? yeah dude so good hey, you'll have to come around and have a so have a look fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got any more it. vegemite jars yeah, over there, no, yeah. i'm not even a fan of vegemite but i'll come and check them out <laughs> but yeah no so i'm like i'm getting i'm gonna get sponsored for that because there's another aussie hip-hop dude i'm um, chilling it um, okay and he's um repping the old gator bug in one of his clips i'm like, oh. i gotta get amongst that because i do love my spinach so <laughs> why not get sponsored for doing something you love <laughs> and obviously with the song that we played earlier which was fat sash is there a theme with a lot of the lyrics that you write in that instance? Or do you, do you feel like you want to try and dabble with anything else? Is there other shit you want to talk about? I just write how I feel, you know? He <laughs> <laughs> always feels like smoking weed for I some always reason. feel like getting baked, man. No, um, I don't know, man. Like the EP, it's got like some pretty deep shit about it. Like, I don't know. The, I don't know. I guess I just, I don't, I don't know. I just write in the moment sort of thing. If I'm getting baked, I like talking about it i suppose like yeah i'm an advocate for weed man so i love the shit so there needs to be more of it you know what i mean like there's not many weed songs and shit getting around like cypress and stuff were killing it for years and then it sort of faded off we need to bring that shit back 90s hip-hop with some weed right you're talking about uh, the hip-hop era because i'm like i'm just talking about weed in general really but yeah in general but i'm thinking like fuck man there's 
heaps of fucking punk bands out there still that are like that. Yeah. The, you know, like, yeah. Not, not, not heaps, but like you hear that more often. Like the only one I could think of outside of what you know, literally you just fucking played then was Cypress Hill, yeah. right? In terms of about like singing about Kush and shit. Yeah. Like that, that's all I could think of off the top of my head. That's it. I was so, I think it was 2014 too when Cypress did Soundwave. Yeah, dude, I was there. Oh, you were there too? So good, man. Oh, I, I, I couldn't stay for their whole set because Slayer was starting, so yeah. I had to run from Cypress's. No offense, but it's fucking Cypress's if you'd fucking leave that shit. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. 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 <laughs> Fuck, of course I you went, I went and saw Slayer too. Did you? Oh, yeah. you guys are bad, man. I stayed there and watched Be Real smoke out of his vape the whole time. It was fucking unreal, <laughs> man. Look, I, I, got to ma- I got to watch about 10, 10 15 minutes of yeah. So that was that was I was stoked on that, and then I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta get, I gotta smash some faces. Because you know, <laughs> so that was the first thing. I'd, every without any fail, like if I if I'd gone to see Slayer the last time, it would have been the same. Like the, the, I don't, I like to mosh. I still like to, obviously. Yeah. But not. Not slay mosh. I can't do that shit anymore. Like I can, but split like, head, broken bones. Yeah, yeah. Like the first, the first time I saw them was at River Stage, and probably the worst place to see Slayer uh, as a first time because if you know what River Stage is like, down where the mosh pit would be, or bricks, it's all concrete. Yeah, dude, all concrete leading up to the to to the slight like hill that you that you can watch it from and stuff, right? <laughs> I saw so many people eat shit and I was one of them as well because I saw some guy pretty much dead set get knocked out and like he got hit so hard in the side that he fell down and like kind of hit his head on the concrete but he was like dazed but like trying to get up but there was just like people falling over him and you're like oh fuck this is going to be a crush very soon so I've seen it and I'm like oh shit try and help him and then I get fucking KO'd into my side and I just go falling straight onto my side thankfully no head hit, nothing like that, because it's going straight on concrete, right? But I've just landed flat on my hip, and like the ne- on the way home, man, I couldn't even sit down properly. Like it was so fucked. I got hit, like just just the level of force from getting hit upright, and you're not paying, you know, like the hits when you don't, you're not paying attention to it, and then you get hit. You're like, holy shit, that fucking hurt. <laughs> Same thing, right? And not paying attention on the ground next day fucking hips purple and shit and i'm like first layer gig got fucked up that's that's what you got to do you have right? to have something like that eh? like, yeah yeah <laughs> and, and if you otherwise how do you know you were really there that's yeah, right yeah but also slayer pits were always just like that next level higher sort of thing i've noticed too yeah man i seen um slipknot and machine head play at river stage man oh uh, that was like next level shit before even fucking slipknot headline with machine head played and this dude i remember Standing there. I took some really strong ecstasy that night, eh? So I couldn't move. I was just standing there watching everyone else in the pit. <laughs> this dude comes out, man, before he was slipped, not even playing, his head's just gushing with blood. I'm like, oh, sort of glad I did take that ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, no, it's a yeah. lethal fucking concoction, eh? Concrete and fucking heavy metal kids. Yeah, dude. Not a good <laughs> idea at all. And, and funnily enough, I actually I went to that gig too. Yeah. Um, because there was another band that opened that, Sidonia. Yeah, was, right. was the opening band, but I didn't get a chance to see them because I was too late coming into the gate. Yeah. So I didn't get, I'm like, fuck, I would have really liked to have seen them. <laughs> and then like for most of that gig, because I knew, Slipknot would be fucking stupid. Um, I was watching most of their set from the smokers up on yeah, the hill, back corner hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you can watch this like sea. It's it's like a wave, man. Like when they were telling them to jump the fuck up, 
whole like it was almost like they knew like when to jump like and to make it look like a wave <laughs> it, it was wild right like it's just that whole crowd was just mental so having a trip while you're checking that out would have been insane you know i was yes. that was the year before was when i'd started going to gigs so that was what oh seven yeah and so. then oh eight was when slipknot and machine head came yeah, played, like yeah. that was that was around the time when i really started getting into music i was just going to gigs non-stop because I got that. I got that itch, you know. I got that itch to for live music, and and didn't matter what it was to me at that point. I just wanted to go. Well, obviously, it was more the heavier shit anyway. But at that time, I'm just like, I just want to go to every gig that I possibly could, and that's what I did for that year too. You know, like I, I you save up your money, you work in your high school job and shit, and <laughs> found I yourself with the Wiggles, drinking, yeah. singing along. How the fuck did I end up here? Whatever, I'm doing it. You know, so. It, once, once Still a, a gig. <laughs> 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 Let's make sure it's got alcohol involved as well. You know, well, wiggles that is anyway. Um, in in saying that though, as well, like with with crowd, is it is it you coming from punk? It's easier to interact with punk crowds. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Is it is it harder to get the crowds going with with hip hop? Um. Well, I mean, when it comes to like not, not cracking so much heads the, on the concrete. No, yeah, that's a bit <laughs> full on. No, but I just mean, I, I guess f it's hard for me to kind of know what is a awesome crowd for a hip hop show compared to a punk or or, or, a, or a rock show per se. Uh, well, I don't know. Like I said, well, like I, one of the reasons why we are a live band with drums, bass, and all that is like I always felt that. It was harder to get a get a vibe mm -hmm. from an audience just with you know just a you DJ and there, a MC yeah. or whatever. I mean, like we started back when like hip hop was not popular. Like mm -hmm. it was like there was hardly anyone really rapping or anything. No, um, it was like early two thousands, wasn't it? Yeah, um, early mid two. I mean, there were there were people there were there were acts out, but mm -hmm. like not many and mm -hmm. like not popular not to the standard that it is now too as well like yeah yeah you know it's it's a lot more like i would say it, it was better yeah like there would have been a lot more exposure now than there would be then obviously like mm. online has obviously taken shape and shit too which helps but like it's it's just one of those things like it's one of those instances where i i just never got a like it was one of those ones that kind of just like skips by it's like one of those genres that just never kind of got into mm. like i guess it maybe might have been a stereotype as well you know like for me like just yeah well i mean that too like so the live band thing was basically you know and and it worked for us quite well in mm -hmm. a way because like you know we got put on a lot of festivals and stuff and we were like a, a hip-hop act that could kind of bridge the gap yeah and um and for that reason though a lot of the purists in hip hop, hated us because we weren't pure. What does that even mean? Well, it, <laughs> I I think it was, is that a time when like hip hop in Australia was trying to define itself. You right, know what I mean? Okay. So, you know, it, there was a lot of there was a lot of hate going on between like if you're into metal, like fuck you, and like so, you know like rap and hip hop didn't 
traditionally get along. And then it was like there was, you know, then the rap rock was invented and there was like a merger, but like that's when rock people started accepting hip hop, but still the purists in hip hop still did not accept. Yeah, right. Like, fuck that. So like... And like, I I understand it. I don't particularly... I don't think it's necessary to like, you know, have such a harsh stance about... Because like, you know... Fucking everything feeds into everything else. Is well, yeah. At the end of the day, isn't it? Aren't you all kind of in there for the same sort of goal? You know, like, and so why would it? Why would it really matter whether or not you use instruments? Like the the basis of how you're singing or you know your lyrics is the same. You just want a band behind it. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, that was my point of view. Yeah. But like, anyway, doesn't that, matter. That, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a crazy concept to me. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I guess. It, I guess the the whole new metal thing must have made it uh, a little frustrating, I suppose, as well. Because, like you said, like Limp Bizkit and shit getting involved and all that. But hey, I mean, bands have got to start somewhere, right? You know, sounds <laughs> have got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so do you think that? Like, I always, I always wanted. Like, I was like, people are going to look at us like we're trying to be Limp Bizkit, which we're not trying to be like. Limp Bizkit. Well, you, got definitely you got to down tune a couple more, uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit more as well. If you always got to get some turntable action going, <laughs> scratching and shit. But then, like when the Roots kind of got popular, I was kind of like, "Hey, like that's that's what we're trying to do." You know, like it's mm-hmm. a live band, but you know, but like no one's ever going to compare Butterfingers to the Roots for the obvious <laughs> obvious reasons. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's hard to compete with that kind of level of like hip hop breeding or whatever you want to call it. I don't know yeah. what you call it, but you know, like Brooklyn, like super funky, everybody's super funky and like, yeah. you know, one of the greatest MCs freestyle or written or whatever, like black thought is just off the hook. Mm-hmm. But like, that's kind of the angle. Not that we were trying to sound like, you know, the root, we're not trying to sound like the roots, but the concept of having a live band behind a hip hop. Yeah. I totally understand that. That was kind of our thing. But like, it, it, I think we went, it was it was like being in a rock band. Your original question was like, how do you gauge like a good audience? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not very much different from like a rock band. It's not a metal crowd. It's not like mm-hmm. a head banging, mm-hmm. smash your friends in the mi- mosh pit <laughs> yeah. style engagement. Yeah. But um, but like you know, you can tell when people are getting into it. You like just gotta feel the vibe anyway, man. You, yeah, know, you can feel the the energy. You know, like it doesn't have to be th- yeah head banging and throwing. Yeah. No. Of around. course. Absolutely. It's it's. Obviously, because I'm so used to seeing that, that's how I would gain a good. Uh, yeah. I would gauge a good uh, vibe. That's you it. Know? <laughs> like people Is are starting to like bang their. Yes. They're starting to bang their good. heads. They're starting to actually mosh. Oh, they're they're really getting into it, right? That's, yeah. F- first time I ever went to a hip hop show was like Draft Man, and I remember he played, and I was like, you know, so used to going to punk shows or whatever, and then you know, I'm walking with like the mohawk and shit still, and everyone looks at you weird, but like the whole vibe's like, you know, I'm like, why is no one jumping around? people not appreciating this legend like you know what i mean yeah, it's like yeah, yeah but it's just different vibe i guess like well actually now that i think back when we did the valley fiesta like back in the mid 2000s mm-hmm. it's before even our second record came out so we're still in our earlier days i guess mm-hmm. but um it was super packed like people couldn't fit into the mall and the police came and like they kept coming on stage and telling me to tell people to calm down and to chill out. And then like, you know, they, they, they determined that it was a, there was a riot. Like, oh. because I don't know, people were like jumping off buildings and shit and tearing them all apart. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So like, you <laughs> know, like it, a good time. it does yeah. get crazy, but like that was a long time ago. It yeah. doesn't really... It's like you hear the old Bliss and Esso gigs and that they when they play in like the valley and like the streets were just going livid, man. You know, people were like fucking nearly flipping cars and shit. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Man, why does that not happen anymore? I know, eh? All the good yeah. times just gone. Yeah. I oh. think it's the age of the people who are, like when 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 that like when Aussie hip hop first came up, like it was so fresh. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and that excitement like just gets people fucking Plums boy, yeah, just yeah, pumped. Yeah, like I know it's not looked at as particularly fresh anymore, <clears throat> but um, yeah, there was a time where I was just like, "Fuck, this is the new shit," and it's our shit. It's from Australia, like yeah. There's there's uniqueness to it, you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, how else? <laughs> That's how people get their their well, not their image per se, but like how how people get to remember you is is. Mm. You know that that first vibe and that first first song that you release. You know if it's not if it's not anything that you're keen on, are you going to go back to it if it doesn't sell? Like if it if it gets any sort of emotion out of you, like you just hear it as another song. Like whatever, I won't go back to that. You know, so you've got it. It makes it you you want to be able to release whatever you want and and play whatever you want, but also if you want to be. <laughs> big or you want to get bigger you've got to kind of release stuff that pe- or everybody can like not just you so yeah it, it gets so fucking it's funny that the song that you know we're going to play later eat a bag of dicks was the Ooh. song that i was like considering maybe not putting on the record out okay. of the whole lot because like i was like i don't know it's been a long time like it's 14 years between records or f- whatever it is it's a long time mm-hmm. so like you know maybe Maybe we should be mature a little bit. Or, and, <laughs> and like that song without any pushing, like we haven't made a clip for it or anything. It's it's probably, well, it's not the most streamed on Spotify, but um, we had other songs that got onto playlists and stuff. So that's yeah, obviously yeah. helping those other songs. But like that's the only song that got voted into the Hot 100 on Triple Z the other week. Like it's the one that people seem to request them. Like it's just, it's I feel like we've created this little thing and we we trying to step out of it is a bad idea. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, you got your got niche got now, you yeah, stick yeah. to that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't I don't feel trapped by it. I'm I'm actually just kind of like pleasantly surprised. I'm like, oh you still want this stuff? Okay, I'll <laughs> do that. That's that's sweet, I'll do that. Um fans can be funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. But like I don't think that shit is over. Like the that intensity of the crowd or whatever i mean i I don't think that our crowd has that intensity because we're not you know like even that track it's a new song but it's not a new style or whatever Mm -hmm. um but that dude we're talking about before nerve and chilling it who um mike mentioned like they're doing sort of trap shit which is it's the new sound yeah and like people going eight like young people going fucking bananas for that loving it yeah is it kind of like that doof doof shit with with rap over the top of it or something? Doof doof, no, it's like, no, it's like I can't remember. What you you listen is. to Dizzy Rascal, yeah. So like yeah. Dizzy, like he's like more grime, but you know, like yeah. that full heavy boom 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 sort of bass, you know, okay. like real in your face and just like yeah. the 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 most distinguishing factor is like the beat is slow and the rap is fast. Fast. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Now I follow now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. And there's not usually a lot of instrumentation going on. <coughs> it's just like a boom. Yeah. And like hi hats, 
So had a go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one one final thing before we start winding down. Uh, well, two two things. Um, what have you got coming up after the tour if it goes ahead? Unless you push it back, because a lot of a lot of people have started doing that with like shows. Um, that are still kind of early this year uh, because of the lockdown shit and all the restrictions and stuff. They've kind of pushed it back, you know, just a little bit, maybe a month or two or something like that. They've tried mm. working it back. So uh, if if your if your tour goes ahead and it's all sweet, what are you looking at doing next? Uh, there's heaps of shit in the works actually. Mm-hmm. So this year is also the 15 year anniversary of the Deep You Dig album, mm-hmm. um, which has Fig Jam on it. So we're Releasing the vinyl for that later in the oh, year. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, and possibly touring it as well, like towards the end of the year if we're still allowed to go mm. and people aren't sick of us. So, <laughs> th- <laughs> so if that happens, that'll be like the whole album kind of thing start to finish, which we did the same thing for Fat Boys. Yeah. Like not last year, year before. <clears throat> um, but also we've been talking about like an acoustic album – um, not, and it's, that's, that'll be like, you know, the song, like sort of like a greatest hits, I guess, mm-hmm. but like, you know, done acoustically That'd and probably live, like we'd probably shoot it, like film it as well. Like, <laughs> like a fucking unplugged <laughs> fucking version. Nirvana yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about like, ah, does, I don't want to go into it too much, but yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Give away all my secrets. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. That's a possibility. And. Oh, we've got a remix version of Bad News in the works. Okay. That's actually quite a recent development, but hopefully it'll be out before the tour. Oh, that's Which be sweet. is a crazy short amount of time. But um if it's only just started, yeah. It's a lot yeah. of other people working on it though. Yeah, okay. So like, you know, our work is done. We just gotta make sure everyone else like <laughs> the people gotta, who are doing the remixes and stuff. You gotta hassle the other people to fucking hurry up their shit. Yeah. yeah. So technically yeah, I don't know. Two albums. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. <That's laughs> Two it. albums this year and a reissue with vinyl for the other one. That's for the for an old one. That's pretty good plans, man. I mean, it, it, to get yourself motivated and keep yourself motivated, you got to have that shit in front of you as well. Because otherwise, what else are you gonna do in mm. the meantime? Oh, I feel like I could do something, but eh, fuck it. You know, like it's so easy to fall down that trap. Of, yeah, there's know. more. There's more, Mike. Stuff in the in the works, yeah, ECA that shit that's not going to be on the EP. So, you know, we'll have to be expanding that all the time. And I've got, I've actually, you know, how I said before, we're talking about I was going through a period where I was writing a beat beat every day. Yep, yep. I've got like, I got like, like thirty, thirty, maybe forty mm. new ones, like in the bank. I just need to like write on. Yeah, okay. Like, get some hooks, get some lyrics. Yeah, okay. Fuck. 20 of them are, like, like bang, just all exactly, like, the same stylistically. You know what I mean? Like, they would fit together. They would hang on an album. Yeah, for an, for an album. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, you know, the rest, there's, like, another 10 that kind of get grouped together and, mm-hmm. and there's a few stragglers. But, you know, yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of, like... I'm kind of pumped, but I've forgotten how to write words. <laughs> <laughs> There's been such a break between it all. You're like, how do I do life? Yeah, I can <laughs> do. I can do the music. I can do the music. That just comes out. But like lyrics, like I have to engage the front of my brain. I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like a yeah. automatic process. I actually have to like analyze 
Yeah. Shit. <laughs> like, what's going on? How do I feel about this? I don't know. I have to have my opinion. And I have to word it well. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, but that's still that's still sick though. Like you've got you've got shit lined up and it's working towards. So man, that's fucking awesome. So I can't wait to see what happens with that. And what about you, Mike Mike? What's the rest of your plans for the year? Oh, after this tour. Um well, cause we're only doing an EP for just before for ECA, so hopefully it gets an album smashed out after this. And yeah. then yeah, I'll be doing some more recording with Slodge. We'll be recording the second album after Johnny gets back and Slurpy Jerks are recording when we get back from tour. So hopefully I'm going to try and outdo Eddie. Try and do like three albums out this year. Three <laughs> albums. Fuck, see how it goes, eh? It's only January, man. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. I just got, yeah, see how it goes. Got to outdo this dude. <laughs> if you can do a, do a live cassette recording or some shit. I'm a massive fan. Man, so am I, man. I've yeah. seen like... um. The meat, the meat, um, yeah. Josh, uh, Josh, fuck, he's been bringing it out all on cassette. I love it, man. It's such a mm. good idea, eh? And because, like, it just reminds me of the old school, like, the Walkman days. You know what I mean, man? Oh. I've got a ridiculous collection at the moment. Really? Still, yeah, I've got oh. something like over 70 cassettes now. Yeah, right. Yeah, I started, I started COVID times. That was my, <laughs> that was my hobby during COVID was to start collecting cassettes. Yeah, right. So I, I had two to begin with, and that was from Adam from Team Glasses. He plays in Vestiges as well. He's an awesome guy. I love him. And once I kind of got on that, I'm looking at them and they're like, I like I've listened to these songs, but like I want to hear them on a on, on a cassette now. How do I get a hold of a decent old school cassette? I want to get more cassettes. Fucking, how do I go about this? Yeah. Oh, oh my god, they're only like three, five bucks a pop. Shit, that's an easy way to get a, get a hold of like band merch and stuff and and support them and shit. So. And I always appreciate cassettes more too, eh? Because they're like something that doesn't last that long. So like, if you see like an old school cassette that's like in good shape, you're like, oh, someone really appreciated this. Shit. Yeah, like, you know, like so you know. Yeah, yeah. there's an awesome. It's like vinyl. There's an awesome. Out when it got all chewed up by the, the old. Put yeah. the pen oh. in the cassette and spin it back and shit. Yeah. I love it. There's just there's something about it. It's like vinyls and shit too. There's an aesthetic. Yeah, that's, to that's it, my thing, you know? man. See, I, I collect vinyls, bro. I'm like a massive Johnny Cash fan. I got like 34 Johnny Cash vinyls alone, bro. So it's just like oh, I, I can't. For that. You see, I love vinyls, but I just can't justify the price for them. You yeah, know? right. Like that that's my thing. So I can justify the price for like buying three or four cassettes in one hit. You know. But I can't do the that. Sound, with the sound, man. You, the sound through the vinyl, that crisp, yeah. that crackle. Oof. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Maybe I'll get. Maybe I'll get one or two vinyls. We'll get see. One, get one. Come over yeah. to my house one time. We'll play some vinyls, bro. I'll show you yeah. That crap. Oh well, I'll get your. I'll get your vinyl. That'll be a good way to start. Oh. Yeah, that'd be fucking go. sick. Um. Well, that that's awesome, man. Like. Uh, Goals, goals, goals for the rest of the year, right? Like, yeah. Regardless of what's happening in the rest of the fucking world, like, fuck them. Just got to keep going, eh? Got Yeah, because if you keep focusing on that shit, you're just going to, like, it's like doom scrolling, man. You keep focusing on the negatives online and stuff, and you're just going to keep going down. And it's so easy to right now to do that, like, because there's so much stupid shit happening in the world right now. Like, this, right. In this year alone, like, there already is, like, a stupid amount of shit happening. So, man, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm pretty close to like shutting off the net, you know, at, for me like that, but I've got to do this, yeah, you know, it. like I've got to stay involved in like the online shit. So I was like, <laughs> fuck, what do I do? Catch <laughs> maybe, maybe I should actually like pay someone to like scroll online for me or some shit, you know, tell so me I, how my day is on the news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it oh. worth opening up my phone today? Oh, read that back to me. No. <laughs> okay. Thank you. 
When is it not worth opening? <laughs> yeah, every day is just like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, and the last thing I wanted to ask was, what are your... I've, I'm pretty sure I asked late one about this, but fucking... What's your thoughts on mumble rap? <laughs> <laughs> I've asked everyone so far who does any sort of hip-hop Well, it doesn't make shit. any sense. Like, yeah. I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't see the appeal in it. it because, like, like, the whole thing about... Rapping is that like you get to say something. Mm-hmm. Like if you just like blah, 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 put the auto tune on there and not you got no words or like I just doesn't I don't get it. It's yeah. all about the feeling, man. The feeling. Yeah. You know, you know how we're talking about um companies and shit that don't like move with the times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And end up like you know getting fucking destroyed. I feel like uh, I guess it's an ego thing, but I feel like if 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 the world moves towards mumble rap and like, you know, the old days of hip hop are forgotten and there's only like the only way for Butterfingers to survive in this new world is to like evolve into a mumble rap band, I would happily die. No, I kind of appreciate some of the beats that they get, like, because some of the beats are pretty fucking cool, but then they start talking and then I'm just immediately shut off. Well, by I heard that know? Travis Barker does most of the production for the mumble rap. You know what I mean? So the reason why they got banging beats and shit is because Barker's on it. You know what I mean? And, like making that shit, you know, because <laughs> Travis Barker's a fucking God, you so know, they got, an, they got an actual musician making beats. Yeah, for but it. he's doing <laughs> such a terrible job. It's like, dude, you got the music covered, but these guys are just mumbling shit. Like, like, like Juice World or fucking, uh, what are, I don't even know half their names and shit though but like yeah, I swear like some of them you just hear them go and then they got like three million hits on YouTube and they're getting paid oh, yeah. son you know, like what the fuck mm-hmm. is that yeah like you know okay so you're on the same boat as well that's cool um, I saw an interview with Lil Yachty you know Lil Yachty I've heard the name yeah. yeah so he's like one of the biggest mumble rap dudes and like <clears throat> so like when he got massive he mm. was still living at home with his parents mm-hmm. and like he's from Compton or somewhere yeah, like, you know, where a lot of other rappers. Anyway, he was like, I saw the interview, and his parents were on the interview, and his dad is like, he's like my age. Yeah, no know? shit. And he's like, you know, into NWA and you know, like into gangster rap and shit. He yep. was like, they were like, they were like, what did you think when Lil Yachty started like producing music? I told him to get a job. And <laughs> Like, what is this shit? Like, he's just like, his dad like hates it and doesn't understand it. And then he just blew up and he was like, all right, do it then. I guess that's the new thing. Yeah, yeah. I I still think it's shit, but, you know, if it makes you happy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was just interesting. Like, I kind of actually got more respect for little Yachty after that. Like, knowing, (laughs) you know what I mean? His old man's probably like, what the fuck is that? It was a a pity thing. No, no, no. It was more like, okay. Okay, okay. It's just an, it's it's not like he grew up like with a fucking silver spoon in his mouth and he's just like taking the piss, like just yeah. making this terrible music. He's actually into it and he actually had to fight for it. You know yeah, what I mean? Because okay. his parent his dad is totally like, What is this shit? Yeah, and that's gonna make it hard enough to motivate yourself to begin with. Your old man's going, That's fu- what the fuck is that? You know, like yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be hard enough as it is too. But like every every kid's gotta rebel. So if like yeah. your dad's into something cool, like what do you gotta do? You gotta go against the grain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So right. you know, I kinda get it, like in that 
respect, mm-hmm. but I still, I'm just like, okay, this is the kids rebelling <laughs> in their own way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to imagine that every time. But it can't last. Now. It can't <laughs> They'll last. grow out of it. I'm going to imagine that every time I hear a fucking mumble rap song now. I'm just, they're just having a go. <laughs> <laughs> they're just trying. They're Let experimenting. Them go. <laughs> like, I would honestly prefer well, it's hearing. Like, it's like, I, I feel like glam. You know what I mean? When that happened, like all glam, the old rockers yeah. should be like, they're, they're <laughs> playing ri- like the the riffs are good. They're killer. What the riffs, fuck yeah. is with these clothes? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Imagine like <laughs> the hair is black Sabbath and shit. Look at what, I was about to what say. the fuck? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Ozzy uh, Osbourne looking at fucking poison and shit, just going. <laughs> the fuck what is what this happened shit? to rock? What happened yeah. to metal? Like this is not metal. Biting heads off bats and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? But everyone came around. It didn't last. Yeah, that's still the, go- no, that glam rock shit's still going, isn't it? Steel Panther, still yeah, because they're taking that's the piss. The only they're one I was off. thinking of off the top of my head was just Steel Panther. But they're they're kind of like a like they are glam, but like I feel like they are taking the piss though as well. They have to, yeah, be, right? definitely you taking know, the like, piss. <laughs> but they've taken the piss to the point where it's like their own thing now too. So yeah, like yeah. all 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 credit to them. They took a thing. Uh, you know, and they fucking went with it, and they're popular off it now. You know, I'd go and see Steel Panther if they were doing another show. It's <laughs> fucking great. It's such a nostalgia thing, I think. Like, even though they're not a nostalgia band, but the sound that they're playing is, yeah, that, yeah. you know, like, and it just kind of gets you into it. You just can't help but fucking bob your head. But like, what I was gonna say was like, I would prefer to listen to Auto Tune T Pain. Than, than mumble rap like that that's that's me like i would prefer that you yeah. know and speaking of t-pain have you guys seen the updated 2021 version of we are the world no no is this is, Dude. It, is it worth looking at or not like, yeah seriously? because it it's a it's a train wreck <laughs> as you would imagine but everyone 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 is there. Yeah. Fucking LL Cool J even busts a rap in the middle of it. Is this like that fucking Imagine thing that they did a while back? Like all the celebrities. They're trying or to raise shit. money for Haiti and fucking yeah. Yeah. Wyclef Jean because he's like part Haitian or whatever. He's okay. organized it, but like, like they've spliced in Michael Jackson footage, so he's singing in it too. But like Buster Rhymes, um, fucking Le- Big Lebowski's in there. Yeah. Um. Snoop, um, Usher, um, wow. the Kardashians, Kanye, oh. uh, fuck. I'm, I'm just naming all the rap people, but there's oh. like everyone from everywhere. Yeah. Like, oh, f- um, Celine Dion. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> fuck yeah. You like yourself a bit of Celine Dion there. Oh, right? mate, who doesn't? James like Fox. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, I just, always forget just, that he was a muso as well. Like he he's done it everything. Fucking Fox. Like yeah. he, he's an actor. He's a comedian. Fucking um, and he's and he's a, a rapper as well. I didn't know he was a rapper. I knew he was a comedian and an uh, and an actor, but I didn't know that. Like fuck, man. What how these cunts do so much shit? You just don't know. You yeah, don't know at the time. And that's, you know, that's the main reason why I do this shit is because I want to know what else, you know, you're predominantly known for Butterfingers and like punk shit, right? But now you're dabbling in hip hop and you used to play in punk shit. I also make my own cheese. (laughs) Do you? Uh, Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes? Okay. (laughs) I thought thought it might have been like... I'm not selling it or anything. He's trying to do a selling point. Get Eddie's cheese. (laughs) I was making... (laughs) 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 (laughs)
maybe maybe just work on how you advertise it. You know, that, that'd be the one, and you probably could do it. Evil yeah, absolutely, cheese. Yeah, evil yeah. cheese. <laughs> all right i've had a fucking great time thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it you've got uh bad news tour yeah yes. i was right Starts yep, in cool. march yep, march 4th so, yeah ma- ma- all day after my birthday yeah where's the first show Perth. oh fuck okay. straight up how many four or five shows and straight we exhaust up? ourselves straight off the bat yeah. and then just yeah. drag our corpses around the rest of the country afterwards did you, did you do that on purpose though to start in perth and then finish up on the no, east coast no 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 the original like like date lineup was different Mm. Just this time, it just fell. Diff- it, that's I don't know. That's how the booking agent. That's their job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. So people th- always get mad at me. I always get hate mail. I've like, seen that on your email too. Fuck Townsville, hey? Where's you don't want to come to fucking Townsville. <laughs> what are we fucking two-headed freaks out here? I'm like, dude, I couldn't. Have- if you really I want do- me to, I'll work out something <laughs> later on. Yeah, yeah. I'm- just don't get mad at me, like. <laughs> Jesus. No, but he's the sort of guy that gets like real upset about it. He's like, oh, we better book a show up there. Then. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, fuck you, guy. I'm driving up now, guys. Yeah. I'll work out the plane flights later. Yeah. I'll see you there. I gotta you go get, talk to Greg. Greg, he's upset. You get the you get the email the same day and you're like, oh, sorry, man, I'll get on it right away. Like, we'll fucking do it. And then you message it back the next day. Look, plane tickets. That's right. We're coming. I'll do a show just for you. That's right. Fuck. I get it, but like, yeah, fuck. Anyway. So bad news starts on the fourth of March, and how long does it go for? Uh, all through March, all through April. I think till it's pretty much like every weekend through both those months. Till the end yeah. of April, which was my birthday, so we're gonna do a celebration after oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> for once, we're actually ending up at home. We would normally on the tours. They sort of, they sort of have traditionally been towards the start of this tour. I, mm. I think like the booking agents trying to like give us get some money in the bank so that we can afford to go to the rest of the places mm-hmm. um but this time around the home show is like second last or something so mm. like we'll be good by then because we were played 20 shows leading Hells up to yeah. it and uh and yeah we can probably party a little bit fuck which yeah. is nice because yeah fuck <laughs> we'll, we'll be gonna, ready to let loose a that's little it. i'm gonna try and go sober the whole tour yeah we've already got We've got Mike sober. Ollie doesn't drink anymore. Yeah. Tones, our drummer, hardly drinks either. I I think I, I like I've not been drinking since the start of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big achievement. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think it's going to be a dry tour, except for Brad, who just would drink all the piss for, for everyone. everybody. That's yeah, all right. He'll then. do it for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've not intentionally, but like I'm kind of the same. Like when when we went into lockdown last year or whatever, that's when I kind of like I wouldn't say I stopped drinking because like I still have a, a beer every now and then. But like I think from from the March point, that was the last time I got on the grog pretty good, and I was fucked the next day. And then New Year's was the next one. Well, I blacked out that night. You know when we're at um Mapesies, eh? Yeah. yeah, man. I tried doing the wizard stick, eh, with Mercury's, eh? I got up to like, yeah, I finished that and I just blacked out. I don't remember from like nine o'clock, man. I remember seeing you and then that was it, pretty much. Eh? I was really? Fucked. Yeah. Oh, so wow. After that, I'm like, nah, no more for Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Oh man, I don't. Yeah, I don't even remember half half of how that night went. Eh? It was a good night, but from what I remember, night. thanks, Mapesy. Yeah. Thanks, Annie. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Later guys. On. It was a good way to finish the year, anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, um, I really am looking forward to seeing that you guys get out on the road, to be honest, because with everything, 
you know, there's got to be normalcy that comes back and obviously getting back to shows again, that's a good start, you know, and just seeing the product finally be able, like, to be able to play the product, you know, mm. like, you haven't had a chance to really. No, nah, thanks so. for um, plugging us out and, and having a new song on and stuff. Hey? We really appreciate no, I, it. Man, all the love in the world for that. I've um I've not been particularly connected to <clears throat> the news, but I just got a text from our booking agent because, you know, everyone's a bit nervous about we don't want to go into quarantine because we all got jobs and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but zero cases in Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria today. Hey. Hoping things start to chill out and we can get back to full capacity soon. That's a good sign. It's awesome. a good sign. It's all right. Positive thoughts. Want. Yeah, yeah. And no more shit. <laughs> no, no more shit. Just nothing but positive vibes, eh? That's yeah. it. Fucking A. All right. Well, let's <coughs> let's finish off with one of the brand newies of yours. And what did we decide on? We decided on... Um, Eat a burger dicks. Burger dicks. Yeah, so um, out of out of that one, why, why'd you pick that one? Uh, just like I said, it's... It's just risen to the top, like without any kind of help from us. It's yeah. like the people have decided. So give the people give the what they want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, when there we go, it's finally decided to wake up. All right. So thanks again, guys, for coming on. Thank you, you and thank you, you Zane. You Cheers, can, brother. You can thanks. you can get a hold of um, Eddie through the Butterfingers website on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and you reckon? Maybe. I don't know. It'd be <laughs> you can try and get a hold of me. <laughs> well, you can I don't even answer my phone. <laughs> okay. Well, you can find his content through <laughs> on Instagram and, and, and Facebook and all the other jazz. And the same with Mike Mike. He might be a little more responsive. I love to have a <laughs> chat. So come message me anytime. Instagram. <laughs> East Coast Alien 420. Yeah. I, to- I totally get why you don't want to. Though, no, no, well, no. I, no I, I, I actually, I try. I do try. I'm yeah. like, every day I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to everyone, respond. But like, you got shit to do. Yeah. Parent, I don't like you write know? songs and yeah. you know mix yeah. mix this EP. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's busy. Yeah. I, so it was on off. it was on my list. I had it on my list. Talk to people more. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> 2021, New Year, New Me. Talk to some people. <laughs> Goes out and talks and to then his I neighbor. I started mixing it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, Yay me! I'm doing it. I'm doing what I said. <laughs> oh, the neighbors boarded up their window. I what? I think they don't want to talk to me. Which side on the, the teacher side or the other side? Teacher side. Oh, she hates you. Oh. No, nah, I think it was that time when I set that fire in your backyard. She hates me. Eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah that anyway, that's that. another story for yeah. another Made day. <laughs> for next time. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh. All right. No, we're going to play Eat a Bag of Dicks. Um, get a hold of them on their Facebook and Instagram pages and all the other platforms that you can. Spotify as well for the tunes. Um, and Bandcamp, I know for a fact... Um, There'll be tunes on of Slodge and Slurpy Jerks on Bandcamp. Getting there, um, yeah. Getting there. Um, yeah, so thanks again for coming on, eh? Thanks, really for, right, thanks for having us. Legends. You know? And where are we? It keeps fucking skipping. Here we go. Sorry. Fucking so bad. Thanks for All the right. water too. Yeah, it was delicious. Got to stay yeah. hydrated and as much of the as much of the uh, lollies as you want. Go for gold. Oh, you like, should have told me that I was baked as when I first started this. <laughs> thought, my my stone, my stones worn off. Ju- I was just eyeballing them the whole time. Like, oh, I got pasty. Do you think we got we got a jar of lollies in here and they're just to look at? That's what my mum and dad used to do. No, just the long Can I have some of them? Fuck no, you can't. They're not my your lollies. They're mine. They're not to eat. They're for decoration. Uh, eat a bag of dicks enjoy take care everyone cheers take care bye
fucking Eddie Brace yourself like ugly Betty I'm a blunt machete You're on the run like Monaghetti You better stop forgetting To remember I'm the dopest The deficit to death Get out of Mr. Holland's opus And those that I haven't noticed I'm the deficit of the dumbest Your cerebellum's working well As Helen Keller's tongue is Since 91-ish I ain't even at the battle Too busy rolling balls Like my name was Trevor Chapel So play me at the stakes And I'ma slay you with the gates Cruise could to move a unit With a trailer and some mates Your whole demographic's too fat Women in black Then I'm wooding a platinum Selling digi packs of crack in them I'm back and I'm giving y'all the rude awakening Making rap great again Ballarat to Bakerton Evil Lady Jacobson Proper decent fella Known for how I'm running shit Like Robert de Castella This is me never ever There ain't no higher treason I burn you while I'm breezing Like it's bushfire season What? You comprehend it? I slap you like a djembe I burn like Ash Wednesday To fuck with all your men say You wanna act a bitch And put my raps to bits Because I've had some hits Go eat a bag of dicks You never listen to my set But you diss me on the net Talking shit up in your threads Eat a bag of dicks Cause I'm definitely ill But you tell me keep it real When you're jealous of my skill Eat a bag of dicks Trying to brag and diss But then you lack the grits To even back your shit Go eat a bag of Without a doubt, I've been your albums in the closet Cause it's never coming out And it's okay to be gay But since you're keen to gagging them Why does he the dick when you can eat a whole bag of them? I got the acumen, you lacking in I'm tackling and I'm giving Papa dude and drop it like you wanted to Accept your shit out, so get out Cause when I spit out I get your girl dip and make a slip and throw a hip out You flip the script while I burn the whole screenplay And hook the beat so heavy you murder my own DJ These days G say I'm a sick brazen nutbag Asphyxiate a hater with the dislating comrade Scumbag Getting threatened by my playlist Mention on my tape has got you sweating like a rapist Jealous and I'm famous and blame it on the industry But see beef with me then Jesus eat the penis please You wanna act a bitch and put my raps to bits Because I've had some hits Go eat a bag of dicks You never listen to my set But you diss me on the net Talking shit up in your threads Eat a bag of dicks Cause I'm definitely ill But you tell me keep it real When you're jealous of my skill Eat a bag of dicks Trying to brag and diss But then you lack the grits To even back your shit Go eat a As a late night snack I'll make gravy when you bake them And they're great like that I'll make a bolognese sauce With pork and some veal And serve it all up with a salad There's a four course meal You got so many options Here to try it in your diet Which we wouldn't modify If you decided to be quiet But you're bitching like a snitch Here to help I vote Making pops a no-go Like Marcel Marceau So yo You wanna act a bitch And put my raps to bits Because I've had some hits Go eat a bag of dicks You never listen to my set But you diss me on the net Talking shit up in your threads Eat a bag of dicks Cause I'm definitely ill But you tell me keep it real When you're jealous of my skill Eat a bag of dick Trying to brag and diss But then you lack the grits To even back your shit Go eat a bag of dick